Everybody. All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks to God, it's Monday. TGIM. It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, or seven thirty-one. Somewhere else. Seven thirty-one. Somewhere else. Seriously, uh, I want to thank Grand Cam for taking time out of his Monday to join us, all the way from Arizona. Yes, thank well, you so much for having me, guys. It's which a we'll, pleasure. Which we'll we'll talk about that as well, as far as Arizona, and because we've had we've had uh, stolen elections. I mean, that's <laughs> the, uh, the shift. From- <laughs> yeah, the, the, I can't believe Arizona went blue. Anyways, but uh, you know, we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about Arizona, and obviously, you know, being an LA boy, moving taking a move there but uh thanks for taking time to be with us man really really appreciate it uh before we get started uh everybody go ahead and like share uh, if you haven't subscribed to our channel go ahead and subscribe so you can actually comment now yeah if so, you don't subscribe you can't comment yeah so go ahead and uh take care of that uh so we can get started but before let's we give do him 10 seconds let's give them 10 seconds not, we're not giving anybody 10 seconds bro fuck that Dang. everybody's running on our time Nine, uh Cash, dog, bang. You were you were in Mammoth this weekend, so let's we could kind yeah. of <laughs> we could yes, kind of dip into that a little bit before we jump yeah, into nitty gritty with camp. Let's dip into that before we dip into camp. Uh, Ma- Mammoth was no fun, homo. bro. I didn't think we were gonna dip into camp, but all right, cool. Pause. No, <laughs> no homo. Into no, no. I mean, you know, conversation wise, yeah. What, it's your first time, bro. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're camera shy. Where's, where's the camera? <clears throat> it's not here. Oh, okay. Mammoth was beautiful, bro. It's uh, I I prefer as far as snow places go. Like, I probably prefer it over any of the ones within a. Uh, Say a five to six hour, seven hour drive radiation. Uh, not radiation. <laughs> radiation. Radiation. Seven radiation hour. is Ohio. Did, yeah. did you pick up a cancer patient today? <laughs> radius, six, six, six hour radius, six, seven hour radius. <laughs> because oh, it's going to uh, be fun, guys. The drive is beautiful. Uh, you know, once you get there, it's just so scenic. The mountains, everything, the town itself. I, I love it far more than the close ones we have, like Fraser Park or Lake Arrowhead or Big Bear. But what was funny was um, I unintentionally, I took my Trump hat there. It just happened to be sitting in my truck to mm-hmm. keep America great. There. Unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Un- yeah, it just happens to be there all the time. <clears throat> so we get there. <laughs> and... Uh, I haven't. Did you unintentionally put it on? <laughs> I accidentally put it on. We get there, and uh, the, I think what time was it? We arrived in the afternoon. So, in the afternoon, by the time we got there, it was already getting dark, so couldn't do much. We went to a local restaurant. I mean, restaurants, not, you don't go to Mammoth for restaurants because it's just diners, pretty much, you know? So, that night passes. Next day, we're going to the. Uh, uh, tubing so my mm-hmm. boys can tube and i put the red hat the on. boys can tube well yeah. me, i mean i did too but... oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to clarify yeah <laughs> ani and i did as well but so as we're going to uh do the sleds and all that and i put on the keep america great hat my wife ani's like what, you gonna, you gonna wear that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we're in the Rockies. We're in the Rockies. Oh Jesus! She she's like, yeah, but you know, we're in a town we don't know. We're with the kids. What if somebody says something? I said, 
Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I <thought. laughs> so, so, and you know, it's white snow. Everybody's in their snow gear and all that. So that red hat is just, just pops like a yeah. <laughs> sword. <laughs> And and what's funny is even in the village, because uh, Mammoth Village is where all the action, as you guys know, you know, after after people are done skiing, there's a DJ there. So the nightlife is kind of there. People are dancing. There's probably maybe a thousand or so people just in that dance floor. Oh, wow. Just dancing and majority, you know, young crowd. So I go into the crowd. I'm walking around with my red hat. What was funny is some of these young cats, they would look at me and they would they would kind of do this like, like you know, th- thank you saying for saying it without yeah, yeah. saying it, you know. Yeah, but probably a dozen people came up to me within the over the weekend. Some, I love your hat, bro. Some ladies, I like your hat, but very softly. And I'm like, yeah. why are you saying it softly? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it's it. Undercover. Uh, so different age, different age. People walked up to me. There was one guy in the parking lot who goes, who goes. uh, we don't need to wear that silly hat. And I, I, I first, did, I said, I'm sorry, what would you, you say? He goes, we don't need a silly hat. America's always been great. I said, yes, of course it has. And thanks to Trump, it's going to continue to be great. Then I walked through, I was like, you know what I should have said? I said, you know, my hat's not silly. Your mom was silly for <laughs> not aborting your war. woke ass, you fucking <laughs> retard. <laughs> like, we don't need to wear silly hats. Oh, America's always been great. Oh, yeah? yeah? I didn't know that. That's an overstatement, isn't it? What? That America's, America's always, always been great? Well, since inception, pretty much. Always. It's, yeah, inception. Okay. Very new. How's, how's uh, political life as far as uh, in Arizona? Because obviously... Arizona went through some controversial <laughs> shit. It was a disaster. It was literally, oh, it was literally a disaster. I remember the whole time I was like refreshing my Google search results for the election map. Really, and I just kept refreshing, and I kept seeing, and I was like, okay, please don't be a stolen election. Please do not have this be, you know, make this controversial. Just make it fair, right? And I believe that Arizona on that day had about, I think it was like twenty to forty percent of their. <clears throat> machines got like shut down yeah yeah maricopa county which is the largest the largest county that has like scottsdale tempe phoenix um that day so many people showed up and just miraculously on the day of the elections they got like broken and and i and and i don't know why a lot of the republicans i believe they just like do everything like at the polls because they want to make sure it's not stolen like 2020 was like talked about so much with trump and biden um but essentially, like what I did is I, I made my I casted my vote about a week before election day, so I didn't have to worry about lines because I mean you know, I'm busy, like I'm running a business, so I didn't want to wait in lines for election day, and it was pretty legit. I went through the electronic machine, I posted my thing, and I got out within five minutes. It was fairly easy, and it was actually so what very county fun. was yours where it was working? Um, Maricopa County. Oh, so I, your, I your, yours went, did okay. Yeah, I was at I literally voted in Arizona State University. They had like uh, an auditorium that was open. The people were extremely friendly there and they made it fun. They, you know, I registered to vote and everything. I did it all on the spot and it went smoothly. Did they ask you for ID, any of that stuff? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. But how, this is what I don't understand. I mean, if those, if 20, 40% of the machines, voting machines are not functioning, mm-hmm. why don't you just say, all right, guys, today, go back. You're coming back tomorrow. We're going to fix the machines. Then you're going to vote. Why do they need to turn in the, uh, mail-in ballot or paper ballot whatever they had to turn in 
Well, this was election day that it got shut down, right? So then yeah. it's like, what was it? What, what is it? Uh, November 5th or 7th? Yeah, something like or that. Something? It was like November 7th or 8th. Yeah. So it, was, it, was, it was beginning of November. Yeah. And I think like once that once it's declared, it's declared. Now, here's the crazy part about the Arizona elections, right? which I thought was the most screwy out of anything. Um, Katie Hobbs, who is running against Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs is the Democratic frontrunner. Who was the secretary of state. No? Yeah. And she and that's in charge of voting. That's in yeah. charge of counting the votes. Yeah. Counting the votes. Right. Yeah. In charge of counting. The There's votes. nothing to look at there. Nothing. No, yeah, nothing to look into. And I thought I, I was I remember I was in a group chat with my Arizona friends. And I told them, like, guys, I'm really concerned about this. I just feel that this is going to get really effed up. And I just don't want this to get like bad. Like, please, just I want this to be a fair election and everything. And um. But then, guys, when I kept refreshing the search results on Google, I see like New York is, you know, they're getting their votes counted. Florida was done within like a few hours. And I yeah. see Arizona, it still says like 15 or 20, 30% at like two in the morning. It's still not counted Why? all the way. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's like you sit there and you're like, <clears throat> out of, you know, out of all the states to like have a machine break or like basically out of all the states to prolong the process, it had to be Arizona. There's more people in California. There's more people in Florida, more people in New York. They were done. They were done and over with. It's like Arizona. And then I'll mind you again, there was a lot of controversy in 2020 with Arizona as well. So it's like they just added fuel to the fire as far as the bullshit that's going on there. Yeah. But again, why is it that every time a state switches over or a party switches, it's always in that area that takes an additional three weeks to count the votes? Is that a coincidence every single time? We're going to need an additional three weeks to count the votes. Nothing happens for no reason. Yeah. I mean, if you can count it in five hours, why did it take so long in Arizona? I think it's just like a voter suppression <clears throat> situation because, I, you know, I watch, um, I love uh, like mobster movies and uh, watching like narco TV shows like Narcos on Netflix and uh, El Chapo on Netflix. And in Narcos, they talk about how there's voter suppression. So what Miguel Felix uh, Gallardo did, who was like the king dr- drug pin, before El Chapo became big and all those other guys. Um, he was talking about like how he used El Chapo and other guys who worked under him to like intimidate voters and scare them away from voting against his party. So then the government would be in favor of Miguel Felix Gallardo. And uh, that way, like he can stay in power with the government, and have this corruption continue. Mm, yeah. So I feel like it's voter suppression. Like these machines that broke down, I don't think it was just like, oh, look at this, a machine broke down. I think it was like in it's my a opinion, vending it was intentional. machine or something. Yeah. I think it was no, intentional. I mean, you, you can't get the uh, Milky Way chocolate today. Why even the machines, man? The machines are more, you can more likely manipulate a machine than the paper. Right. I mean, we used to have paper ballots, and yet they could get results that night. Because the machine, if you manipulate it, you, it always keeps, you can always go back and you can Back-track. have for, forensic IT guys, whatever you want to You guys call don't it. think papers are easier? No, paper is easier to, to keep uh, track maneuver really uh, or to to forge then computers because computer somewhere in there it's gonna requires the coding it requires yeah. some kind of coding and something yeah and there's like encryption and unless stuff they've programmed it in a way where it's like you vote you click you vote. edgar is voting for <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying you vote blue they could do that oh the touch screen's messed up today <laughs> <laughs> every time i'm touching cam it votes like, edgar you dial one number it says nine you know it's like how does that but, work but see Going back to my hat mammoth, right? Because this whole weekend I was thinking about it. I'm like, since when did, let, let's say if the back of the hat didn't say Trump 2020, because that was a hat from 2020. If it just said, keep America great, would it 
is that really offensive to to most Americans or to half the Americans? I mean, is, more than half because keep America great. Well, they tie it to it. That's the problem. It's tight. I mean, that when did that statement come out? It came out in 2021. Yeah. Trump was running, right? So that's Trump's signature. Uh, signature. That's, yeah, that's his motto, pretty yeah. much. But but here's the thing, like. You know, we've got John obviously commenting, thinking we're we only think the voter machines don't work when it's against the Republicans, when it's against the Democrats. We think it, it works perfectly fine. But this is this is what I don't understand. Ultimately, <clears throat> we're all in this together, right? Whether you're blue, red, purple, mm-hmm. whatever you identify as, rainbow colors, we're all in this together. Right. I mean if if covid and these lockdowns and all this nonsense didn't unite us and kind of you know bring in some type of synergy where we all feel like okay you know what we've got to stick together because if we don't these fuckers at the world economic forum and wherever else they meet at the um the other one Davos or Davos, the, the other one the uh built not bilderberg uh What's the other group what's, they meet? What's the um, uh, NHI or whatever? Like the uh, what was it like the um, the 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 uh, agency that was in charge of all like the, the woman who was in charge of like all the COVID testing and vaccine. oh NIH NIH yeah, yeah, yeah. NIH yeah NIH yeah so but this is what I don't understand is after everything that we've seen forget about the two years ago because two years ago whatever we talked about were conspiracy theories yeah but all those theories have become true there's facts there's document there's everything to support all that but just as americans do we really want our kids to grow up in a world in a country not even just a country in a world where everything is going to be controlled by computers and social credits and all that i mean is that forget about the, the, the democrat republican is that what we want where because it's happening in china right now if if you don't if if you have a low credit score um you can't buy a plane ticket it's not a credit score it's, it's a social credit. social credit. social yeah. credit it's a big difference bro it's like when you you jaywalk your social credit goes down yeah. you post something on twitter your, your social, social credit, credit goes down and like if you go in there you want to buy what would happen to the three of us if that shit exists here we'd be in jail bro. no we'd have a tent on off of ventura boulevard right in front of a restaurant yeah. camping out there that's you wouldn't be. have access to your own money in the bank that's no, not I'm okay a, with that. I don't have much. I don't give a shit. Really. Well, you you say that, but your your kids can't go to school. Oh, you can't crazy. drop them off. You can't drive city lines to drop off your kids if your kid goes to another, let's say, precinct or. Mm. I mean, all of these things are what's happening. Yeah, traveling, flying. Tra- like, can't. good luck. You can't even you do can't. that. Yeah, you have access to nothing. Because well, they proved it with COVID. You, if yeah, not, yeah, if you you don't have a you don't have a mask on, you don't have a face shield on, you can't travel. Then you know. Our flight attendants and our captains, who are pilots who are actually flying planes. Now, if you're not vaccinated, now you can't be a pilot. You don't have a job. Right. And then you have pilots that pass away in the seat. Well, no, yeah, that's, that's a different story. Like, well, now you have, you see these posts on Instagram, like two black women as pilots. How do they get the job? Nothing against black women, but how do they get the job? Now they're, it's because we need to diversify the position. Do I want my family flying on a commercial airline where the pilot, the only reason why the pilot got the job was because he or she happened to be gay or of color or minority or something? 
No, you want the best possible person to fly that jet. That's, that's not it. happening anymore. Our our Secretary of Transportation, only reason he has that position is because he's gay. The only reason we have Kamala as vice president is because she's whatever, eighteen percent black. Is she? And she's a woman. Yeah, she's I mean, not like fully black. She's bro, she, she's <laughs> Jamaican and like Pakistani, yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even and besides that. She basically sucked her way to the top. I mean, who, I mean, <laughs> wasn't she Montel Williams? Uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, she was yeah, Montel's yeah. like yeah, she side a photo. Chick, I saw that, bro. bro. I can picture Cam in those years. Montel Williams. <laughs> now he's got yeah. his chicks well, next. To well, how, how would you rate her, Mr. Dating Coach? How would you rate her? Kamala Harris. Go back, in, back in those days. I mean, I don't even know if you call oh, her no. prime Kamala Harris. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned what Cam does, bro. Let's, let's well, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. We, we just jumped into <laughs> politics. So, uh, well, who is Cam? Yeah, <laughs> tell, tell, Cam? tell us a little bit about Grand Cam and uh, yeah. you know what you do for a living, and obviously we'll get into uh, a little bit about yourself, and then obviously different topics. So, absolutely. Uh, so, my name is Grand Cam, and uh, I'm I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, as as you guys have been uh, mentioning. I live in Arizona now, and I do a lot of business travel where I help my clients and different countries and I help them with all kinds of like levels of dating coaching. Now I would say I'm a dating coach, but I do dabble a lot into like mindset development, uh, helping guys with just like the basics, like things that you guys would consider maybe common sense. A lot of guys, it's not common sense for them, like how to dress well, how to apply cologne. Well, like even like how to, you know, just how to, so how air to freshener is not a cologne. <laughs> air freshener is not a good color. I, put, I, put one I like those. the new car ones. The like green the pine, car scent. The yeah, green yeah. pine ones. <laughs> I put it on my belt and go, oh, go. staple one yeah. underneath each armpit. It, it functions as a cologne and a mistletoe. But yeah, just like the basic stuff, I um I my whole thing with guys is that I want them to feel very liberated in their mind because there's three main insecurities that a lot of guys are facing nowadays, which is uh, seeking validation, seeking approval and people pleasing. So my responsibility as a coach is to help these guys like get out of that so they can feel more comfortable in who they want to represent themselves in a masculine way and to live their life without fear of judgment, without the fear of um, and without them judging other people. And find women who are essentially compatible. I have like different systems in place to find compatible women, avoid red flag type women. And I am very direct and upfront about my clients when I'm talking to them. So if my clients are giving me this, like, you know, this very weak attitude, or they're giving me very judgmental attitude, or if an attitude that they are um, just not like, they're not, not pushing for greatness. I, I like to push them harder and tell them like, listen, you can do better than this. So mediocrity and being a mid-level type man is not something that I, uh, I believe in, in terms of like, if you are being in my program, now, if you want to live your life the way you want to live your life, you're not part of my program, that's completely fine. And I have nothing to say about that. But if you're in my program and you want to give me like, again, like mediocrity and you're not like trying to strive for greatness, it's not worth being part of my program. You end up dropping people. How does that work, Cam? How does like let's say someone's watching us right now and they say, yeah. hey, I need that Dude, help. Like John, John, John Doe. Let's John say John Doe. Doe. John yeah. Doe, not our John. John Doe. <laughs> and he says, you know, I'm gonna reach out to Cam. Messages yeah. you says, Hey Cam, I have a hard time, you know, meeting women. I'm mm-hmm. horrible at approach. I don't have I get nervous, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have that issue, you know. And <laughs> so now what Harry do you do? Harry doesn't have that issue. Harry never no. has that issue. What do you do? Like you say, hey, you know, pay me. This is the amount I charge. What is How does that work? Yeah. So usually we'll, the process we go through is um, they'll either like direct message me on Instagram on like Coach Grand Cam account or they will um, 
that's usually what my, my main source of like leads are coming from Instagram. And uh, we'll DM each other for like a little bit. And I want to make sure that through the direct messaging that this person is like suitable to be part of the program to get to understand where their mind What's is suitable. At. Suitable is like somebody who is willing to learn. They're coachable. They're not somebody who's going to be like calling women like whores and like calling them just like bad names the whole time. It's just like a guy who's like, look, I'm not really skilled with women. I want to be able to be um, I want to find a girlfriend. I want to get married. A lot of guys that reach out to me are religious. So they come from like Christian faith. Usually they're from Christian faith and they are like, yeah, you know, I believe in God. And do you think like you can help me find a girlfriend like in church? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I believe in God. I'm not religious, but it's essentially I can help guys even like they're from different religious backgrounds. So how would you help that Christian guy find a girl at church? Like what, what would be? First yeah. he has to show up to church, right? Right. Definitely show up to church That's first, no, right? Step one. Yeah. Step one, show up to church. <laughs> oh, so there's no... I'm pretending to go to church app that I just log into. <laughs> you know, there is the online church. There are yeah. Christian yeah. dating. Apps. It's like Zoom calls or something. You do church. Yeah, Zoom like church. So. I mean, during the pandemic, I mean, they were doing yeah. that. Yeah. If it works, it works, I guess. I, I guess like it really depends on like, so let's say like this Sunday sermon is like completed and, um, and please like forgive me if I'm not using any of the terminology for the Christian right. faith correctly, but just based on my knowledge that I have. When it's done, usually the clients that I talk to, they will tell me like, hey, so I talked to this uh, person uh, after I'm talking to this woman, like after church, like once the whole thing was done, we and then usually people like they eat lunch after church is over. Right. That's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll just say like, hey, um, well, let's say the sermon's over when the pastor's done speaking or the, the priest is done speaking. That's whenever they will just like have a conversation with the girl, like when everything's done and then they'll just walk through their cars or they'll go grab ice cream afterwards. So. I would tell the guy like, hey, after everything service is done, um, offer to you know either take her on a date like that night if you feel like she's compatible with you. Because I have this concept I call the uh, five pillars of compatibility. So it's um, seduction, attraction, no particular order, by the way, it's just naming them. Seduction, attraction, respect, humor, and responsiveness. So if she responds favorably to you and she's like, you know, showing interest, that's responsiveness. Humor, you guys have to have similar sense of humor. She laughs at your joke, you laugh at her jokes um respect is just overall like when you're talking to her do you feel like she's genuinely into you or is she like wasting your time so she has respect for your presence and your time and then attraction is just like a more overall basis like do you feel that this girl is attracted to you based on all the other pillars of compatibility that you have with her are you is he supposed to determine this during that first time they're having ice cream together or yeah absolutely you can do this like when you first approach a girl but the way it goes is like let's just say i approach a girl uh, at the mall for example, like we're in LA. So let's say I go to the Topanga mall to, and I see a girl that I I'm interested in. I'm, I tell the guys that when you're making a, sh that's called a short-term interaction. So like the mall, people have places to go. People have places to be right. It's not like you're at a bar or at a club where you're making a longer investment. Like someone's going to be there for like an hour, right? The mall, like they're going to go shopping, doing this, and then they have errands to run. So those kind of interactions, like about two minutes, about two to three minutes is, will suffice. You don't need to really talk to a girl for five to 10 minutes because then sometimes they get annoyed that you're taking too long. So in two to three minutes, you cannot do technically all five pillars of compatibility because now you're rushing the process and the flow of the conversation doesn't seem real now. Now it seems yeah, force and fate. Hold on, let me get to pillar three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I misread that word real quick. <laughs> so, so like in a short-term interaction, I tell my clients like two to three pillars is all you need. So usually like humor, respect, and responsiveness is plenty enough. And then you can tell the girl like, hey, you know, I'm interested in you. Um, I, you know, I, I approached you because I was interested to have a date with you. Would you like to have a date with me? 
uh, later on this week. And then she'll say, sure. And then you guys exchange contacts. And it's all about being direct and upfront. So mm -hmm. there's no manipulation. There's no lying or being deceitful to a woman. What age group is most of the people reaching out to you? I would say about 26 to, I have like my oldest clients right now are about 44 years old. So I have get like guys from like 26 to 44. You got a couple of years. Harry, still, sorry. Still have four years left. And yes, yes, Harry, I was referring to you. I smoked you out. You started commenting this. <laughs> uh, we love you, Harry. <laughs> do you, are your clients only men or women as well? All men. It's all men. I do. Uh, yeah. And I so have you're like sexist then you just uh, misogynistic. <laughs> that is my business decision to, to only help men. But you know what happens actually what's really funny guys. Like I get a lot of women on the back end. Like they'll hit me up on Instagram and they'll DM me like, Hey, can you help me with this? Like one situation? I'm like, um, you know, you got to make it quick because I got clients to adhere to. I got plenty of guys I have to talk to and I have like just my own personal life. I got to manage. So give me the situation. And I've had a girl give me this whole, like, you know, constitutional Magna Carta, like freaking description of her situation with this guy. And I'm like, yo, this is way too much. And she's sending me like 20 screenshots. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Make it simple. Ask me one question and we'll go out from there if I need more context. Mm -hmm. So I get girls sometimes that hit me up about that. Yeah. Women and one quick question. I don't know. Yeah, those two she probably like, went through chat GPT and <laughs> yes, sent you this shit. <laughs> Ninette says, what if I identify as a man? Can I be your client? Or <laughs> No, I mean, we already clarified that. Yeah. We already clarified that. <laughs> See, what I want to know is this now. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the clientele that you're picking up, as far as generational-wise, the ones mm -hmm. that are on the younger end, how is their approach to conversation? How is their approach to, you know, actually bringing up certain topics with women? I mean, how how is it? Because from, from my understanding is, especially seeing the newer generation nowadays, I feel like they're all terrified to talk to people. And I'm not just saying women in general, just people in general. They're very, very antisocial. So well, I mean, there's 25 year olds I, I've known all their life. I don't know if I've had total combined 10, 12 minute conversation with these people. I mean, like, how many words in those conversations did they you ask a full sentence? <laughs> they respond in one word. And that and that includes Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday, How are you? Thank you. So it includes those little. Yeah. Or thank you, fuck you. Because yeah. <laughs> if I just include the actual conversation with substance, mm. uh, yeah. about uh, three and a half minutes. To <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like the newer generation, it's like getting a conversation out of them is like basically pulling teeth without well, I don't blame these kids, bro. How do you not blame them? Because we didn't have this. We had to meet people. This has nothing to, to do with it. Of course it does. No, man. Now people, bro, it's different to have a Zoom call than it is to call someone. We used to, well, how did you meet girls? You would call their house. How did I meet? Yeah. Have you heard my voice? <laughs> <laughs> Only 220 odds sometimes. Two, two, what episode are we on? 200 and, 222 that's all, times. That's all it took. Well, speaking of that. <laughs> I mean, if you all think, right. I, I think like a quality of uh, family has a lot to do with it now that people are very antisocial. Because like, if you think about like our backgrounds, like we're all have Middle Eastern backgrounds, yeah. like. Um, our, our parents, like they worked their asses off to bring us to America, like to, you know, I was born here. So I was, my parents, like they worked their ass off and my dad, like really one thing about me guys is that helped me get to where I am now. Um, I've always <clears throat> been a very curious person of understanding myself and understanding my identity. And that's also another reason why Arnold, like a lot of these guys, like they lack communication skills because they're lost in their identity. There's this whole like 
wanting to be approved and validated that they don't even really express themselves authentically. They're really in an insecure mindset. When you're insecure, you're not authentic with yourself. But like my parents, they pushed me. Like I would ask my dad like questions. I would be curious. And my dad would always like, he would like, like prime me to like ask like and ask about life and be curious about business and how to make money. So I had like really deep conversations with my dad like all the time, like growing up. And we actually go to Mammoth together too, yeah. minus the Trump hat. But like we would go to like my, Mammoth all the time. My four and a half year old <laughs> fucked me through the whole drive. Like ask me 8 million questions. <laughs> I swear. Are the, we there the whole, No, the whole drive. Dad, how old are those mountains? Yeah. And then the other mountain. How about the snow on top of it? How about that tree over there? Yeah, well, how, for, how far are we from home? And how many miles is that? And then is that longer than... Like, imagine for four and a half hours, you just ask me every question in 19th. Did you put the music up? No, bro. I, I, no, I'd rather him do that than just sit there on Yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the why and how stage with my daughter as well, man. Like, it's how and it's why. Like, there's been times where I'll, she'll ask me a question and I'll answer it. And just before she, she I just before she's about to say how, I'll say it. I'll go, how? She goes, how did you know I was going to say how? I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe the other 350 million times. So to wait till those questions become the questions you can't even answer. There's a time that they ask questions, you get stuck. I'm, I'm sure. What? Okay, do you really think I know how, digress that, into children. how that mountain is? No, no, no. Forget that stuff. That's like, they're curious, but they're going to ask you questions like, you don't want to answer as a dad, especially I have daughters. For yeah. me, it's like they'll ask me questions and like, dad, how old do I have to be when I can have a boyfriend? How do you answer that? Oh, shit. Jeez, walk away, 42. Right? <laughs> 42. <laughs> 42. Oh. I was nice, man. You guys all have kids. All yeah, it's, it's, yeah. kids it's, it's cute how they all married 20-year-olds, and now they want their daughters to be, <laughs> oh, you have to be 42 before anybody can come and ask for your hand. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was always curious about that because um, I don't have any children, but I would love to have a family. And one of the things I always ask one of my relatives who um, he has like two boys, he uh, I ask him, like, what, how do you what kind of adult conversations do you have with, let's say, like a like a 10 year old yeah. and like a six year old, for example? I was always curious about that because I love like coaching and mentoring. But like I wanted to know, like, when is like something in your guys opinion, when is something too soon to share and what is something that is it's better to tell them now to like let them know so they're not each kid's different influence each kid's different in okay. my opinion so it's case by case they develop them. differently each, each they have different interests yeah. they have different things they're curious about um could be as simple as sports versus cars versus uh, computers versus anything their interests could be different even though like siblings i have two kids and they're basically very different from one another they have different interests different questions but there's nothing more. One of the most satisfying things is which I don't even remember the last time that this has a. I know some John is going to get a kick out of this, but like for a 20 year old that that's known you all their life or you've known them all, you just sit down with you and ask you a couple questions where you're like, wow, this person is actually thinking. He or she wants to know something, like wants to learn something, or or even ask, what do you do? <laughs> Oh, what do you do for a living? That's yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, simple. I'm not asking. For, I don't need you to ask me, how do you figure, you know, profit and loss statements and how yeah. do you calculate? No, it's just basic. Nothing, bro. It, it just, sometimes you're like craving it, like, please. Because that's how I, 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 bro, I, I used to love to talk to older people. Yeah. Just ask them questions. Their like, brain, yeah. yeah, what do you do? Why'd you do that? Why'd you start, you know, why'd you open a bakery? And it, 
but I'm curious why why you do that. And I think one of the worst things with this generation now is follow up, whether it's for dating, whether it's for business, whether it's for anything. I think the the worst thing they have is follow up. Can like, you elaborate on that? Let me okay. Let me give you one of the best examples. One of the guys from our office was basically looking to host an open house for one of my listings. Um, I picked up the listing, got all the information, and I said, "Hey, Bob, I got the, I got the uh, I got the listing. I need you to basically let me know if you can host an open house this weekend." Well, yeah, definitely. I'll let I'll let you know. I'll let you know for sure. I go, okay, cool. So then, what I do is I I will follow up with him. So I'll, the next day or two days later, I'll ask him, "Hey, are we doing it this weekend?" Uh, I'll, uh, I, I got to find out. I'm like, okay, what do you got to find out about? I got to find out if I'm here this weekend or not. I'm like, okay, can you find out today? Can you find out tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll find out. So what do I do again? The next day. Hey, Bob, did you find out? Oh, damn. I forgot to find out. Uh, I'll let you know again. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm, I'm running after you and I'm the one asking you. No, not even paying you. I'm like, I'm asking you if you're available, if you're not available. If you're not, just say you're not. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I gotta find out. It's like, bro, just it's what I gotta find. So out. who's making that decision for him? That's the thing. It's like follow for them. It's like okay, can whatever you need to do. If you have plans, you have plans. If you don't have plans, you don't have plans. But if you need to find out if you have plans or not, follow up with whoever you need to follow up with to find out if you have plans or not. Just like I'm doing to you. Right. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll let you know. Yeah, I, I think there's this need for people to feel like they feel guilty when they cannot deliver the good news. I think there's like this whole, again, that falls under the people-pleasing people category where I used to be a victim of this too, where it's my fault, by the way. I take full responsibility of this, where I literally would feel uh, guilty if I would have said no to somebody or if I said like if I can't arrive or whatever, I'll just keep like pushing it back as oh, much as Oh, you think possible. that's what it is? The fact that he can't do it, he doesn't want to say no yeah, to me? yeah. I think a lot of it, because look, look at it this way. Like, would you, if you're in his shoes and somebody was like, can you make it or not? You're going to give him an answer right away, right? You're not going to jerk him around and like say like, well, yeah. and wait 10 days or whatever, right? It's better to jerk me around once in the beginning <laughs> rather than jerk me around for... That's a lot of foreplay, guys. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Like, I stop, didn't know real estate that gets not like, serious. Yeah, yeah, stop I'm teasing the... me for a week. Premature Jack. Finish me off already. <laughs> uh, wow. No, I get what you mean. I, I, I We're get wise nuts, baby. Yeah. Woo. That's what you get. That's what you get. Uh, See, like, no, I, I get what you mean. I, you do, you, you get that from the younger generation where they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of no. They're afraid of negativity. They're afraid of just giving the possibly uh, the wrong answer. Is that what it is? Absolutely. I deal with this in my business all the time. I have one guy who literally he got like a huge um uh influx of money from a injury that he that was not his fault and he told me and man coach when i he, he calls me coach even though he's not my client yet but which is you know very nice and respectful but he's a man coach when i get this money i'm gonna sign up and i'm like all right cool sounds good and then he gets the money and then he doesn't sign up and i call him on facebook messenger and i know he's on I know he's like literally online because it says green, green dot, the green, dots right, there. The green dots right there. And he ignores my calls. I'm like, all right, well, he's not ready then, you know? So I get a lot of guys who are like, yeah, coach, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. And they don't sign up. What is sign up? How do they sign up? Well, usually what happens is like, um, I have different tiers of memberships, but like for guys who are, let's say like they cannot afford to do afford coaching in the thousands, then I'll just tell them to go to my like lower tier membership, which is like 
it's 50 bucks a month. Uh, it just gives you access to me. And at least you get to dabble into knowing like how I coach and how I do things. We have weekly Zoom calls. We have Telegram exclusive chats. So guys can ask me like questions about anything. Like I have a guy who's like, you know, waiting for me to respond to him about um, how to do an opening line for this one girl on Hinge. Um, how do I, like, how do you talk this girl on Hinge? Like what's an opening line we should use to talk to her, to talk to a girl on this dating app? Wow. That's you're at, you're at skiing us or. No, oh, no, he's no, asking, no, 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 he's asking. Oh, okay, I thought you're waiting for a response. Yeah. You don't think Chad GPT can take your job? Chad GPT, you know, Chad, Chad GPT is a freaking lifesaver, man. That shit has saved me so much freaking time for yeah. developing, like, because uh, I have to develop my CRM right now. It needs a bit work, a bit of work. So I just, I hired a guy who was supposed to be a part-time um, uh, direct uh, appointment setter for me. So he sets up appointments for clients and myself. He's like the liaison, right? And I need to create a job description for him to like create my CRM. And I'm like, so I go, I'm on, I'm on Google Docs. I'm like, okay, CRM guy has to do this. I'm like, wait, why don't I just go to ChatGBT? So I immediately go there, ask for the job description of what, of what a CRM person does. And boom, it gives me everything. And I say, okay, here we go. And I put in the service agreement. He signs up. I get, we, we agree on a, an hourly rate be, for him, between him and I, and boom. Now he's yeah. going to start working Bro, on and it. And it's so professional the way he types everything out. Yes. It's ridiculous. I've been all, my, recently, all my my listing uh, <laughs> descriptions have been that. I go four bedrooms, oh, three shit. bathrooms, pool, this many square foot, uh, this condition. Bro, like, makes me want to fucking buy the house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you pay the $20 a month, it's actually fast typer. I'm types faster. Uh-huh. Uh, faster than what it is now? Yeah, yeah. You're shitting me. Yeah, right now it's not fast. That's not it's, fast. It's, 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 I thought it was pretty fast. No, no. It, it's it, that fifty bucks a month. It looks, it looks oh, fast wow. because it's it's typing two paragraphs for you. But I got friends who, for example, will ask for a whole code, and you got to sit there for hours and then give you tell okay, correct this, correct that. Then they'll type out the new code. You look okay. That like that looks good. But every time every time you correct something. It remembers it, and then somebody else can ask for the same code. It's going to give them the corrected code now. Oh, so something on a larger scale, maybe. It's, yeah, it takes a while. But when you get the membership, it actually will, instead of like letter by letter, you'll see paragraphs. Boom, 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 boom. Pops. Yeah. Oh. So actually, funny. it's funny you said that because I um, had a situation. I thought ChatGBT was reliable every single time. And then I asked, <laughs> and then this one time I... I I was like, how do I, because I'm reading this book by uh, Alex Hormozzi called The Million Dollar Offers, which helps you create better offers for clients when you want to sell, right? So, I mean, even like for real estate, like you could use it too. And um, I, I was looking, one of the issues, one of the things that he talks about in his book is like, you want to create, you want to have people who really don't, you want to create an offer so, so grand slam that it would be stupid for them to pass on it, right? So one of the, one of the objections that I get during sales calls are guys are like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I'm, you know, I don't, they really don't believe in themselves is what they're trying to say. So I typed in on chat GPT, like, how do I convince a guy who doesn't believe in himself, like to buy my coaching program, something along like just a brainstorm. And then chat GPT said, like, it's difficult to convince someone to believe in themselves. Right. And then it just paused like after two paragraphs, it was looked like it was going to go maybe two more paragraphs after, but it just paused. And I was like, okay, I'll give this thing like five minutes. I go on like other tabs on my internet, searching some other stuff, typing in some stuff for my business. And I look and it's still stuck. So now that you said that, that it's fast tracking it with the payment thing, I might just end up doing that because if it's more reliable. Yeah, you may want to try still it. still looking only, for other yeah. information because yeah. I'm sure someone else has searched the same thing before. Probably, yeah. And that's yeah. how they get that. I mean, it just remembers everything, every search. Joseph says chat GPT is detectable by search engines as plagiarism and it can be 
and it can tell if AI typed it. However, there are resources that reward the output. Hmm. I was, I, actually, that's funny that he mentioned that because I was wondering, like, I wonder if we had this for like, like high school or college or something oh, like, like turnitin.com, like, like would turnitin.com like even catch that? Cause that was like the plagiarism website that was used for like catching people. I don't who were know, cheating. man. I don't know. I remember there was curious. a lot of, there, I remember during our time when everything was pushing towards laptops, because everybody had a laptop in class, mm-hmm. you know, everything as far as essay wise, whether it was business law classes or any of that stuff, everything was through Turnitin. Bro, you yeah. you had to submit it through that to, yep. find, to see if there's oh, it, or you're not really, passing. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, and then you had to cite every single. So if you if you missed a source as, as oh, far as something man, that you such a pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, it was like the t- the professor was like, "Well, why didn't you source it?" Wow. And so you had to put APA format too. Yeah, like, oh bro. What pain. a pain in the so ass. They said, "You know where you got to that situation? Still thinking? You have to write down. Continue." Oh, really? Try, try that. Okay, yeah. good to know. Try that. Good to know. So we got a lot Thanks, of smart Rick. people that follow us. Okay. We're the three dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> we need these guys. Yeah. yeah, we're just we're just here for shits and giggles. <laughs> guys and girls. But I mean, let's say if a hundred guys sign up for your program, mm-hmm. regardless of whichever level, what percentage of these guys actually end up success? Uh, yeah, having successful relationship or even being able to ask a girl out or change their life. I don't I don't mean change their life 180 degrees. Just, What's your success rate? Yeah, I mean, to even twenty percent, thirty percent improvement is is good. That's a good question. I think it, it's a little difficult to answer because every guy has like a certain goal, right? And I know you mentioned that too. Like some guys are gonna like want to get on dates. Some guys are gonna want to do approaches. Like we had a so I do transformational retreats, which are my most favorite part of my coaching. Where um, I'm actually having a retreat in Las Vegas like next month. And I saw your Cosmopolitan hat too, and I was like, I like that hat. <laughs> um, so. We have a, so in Vegas, uh, from March 23rd to March 28th, I've rented an Airbnb where I have uh, four students right now who are going to be meeting up with me and my assistant coach. And we're talking about all these lecture topics for male self-development and for dating as well. And then go out and practice in Vegas. Yeah. Like we're going to go out. We have like, we have table service um, at a few different clubs. We have VIP entry for clubs as well. So the guys, we're going to teach guys how to like help be... The thing with me, like my coaching, I know there are like pickup communities that help guys like, all right, let's go try to have sleep with the girl. You know, let's use these 10 words and this is what's going to get her to sleep with you. My whole thing is like, I rather you just be comfortable with yourself and then go talk to the women. So they feel that fun, exciting energy when you're talking to them. So it's not about using a pickup line. It's not about being cheesy. It's about being just very comfortable in your identity and dressing, you know, the way you want to dress, but it's like smooth, it's fly. And then you talk to women and you just have, you, you share value by by just having a good time with people whether it's on the dance floor whether it's like taking shots with girls or whatever the case may be and um the success rate is like this like we had a guy who joined my first retreat who was a complete virgin sheltered his whole life and um he grew up in california too and this guy like he came to our retreat and then i remember it was uh the first one we had was in arizona so we were in old town scottsdale at this club called maya and uh this guy i've never seen him so and when I've never seen him so expressive in my life. He's very like quiet. And when he speaks, it's a, it's a bit socially awkward when he speaks, but this guy worked his ass off and he was like the life of the party at the pool in comparison to my students and other guys who are, let's say more socially adaptable than he is, but he was just going to everybody talking to all of them. And I was like telling him, listen, if you just go spread the good energy to everyone you talk to, people are going to remember you and they're going to thank you for giving them that good time. Right? So that guy like comes back, he's like, man, I feel different. 
And I'm like, I'm like, good. And like, did you hook up with any girls? Like, no, I didn't, but I had a great time. I'm like, well, that's the point, man. Like you've been sheltered your whole life. You never really had fun. How does it feel to have fun? He's like, I feel great. This guy ends up losing his virginity. Like two weeks later, after the retreat is over, he goes back to California, meets a girl on hinge, lost his virginity. I'm like, all right, cool, I man. This that is amazing. That's a long time. <laughs> Lost virginity. Virginity. Damn. Yeah. How old is this guy? He was uh, 42. <laughs> <laughs> he was. So, I mean, if he was, man, damn, that's a long time without having sex. But yeah. like, he, uh, he was. I believe he was 27. So he lost. Which is still a long time. It is a long time. It is a long time. Jake says you don't need a coach. All you need is to talk about astrology and zodiac signs. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yo, that was bars right there. That's pretty funny, man. Uh, yeah, astrology and zodiac signs. Zodiacs, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. I yeah. think I think that's what a lot of the well during our time it was. All the women were into this whole fucking astrology and what sign are you? And oh my god, our signs aren't compatible. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like we're gonna go based I, off of uh, an imaginary star in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get those. Like, I, I think. Oftentimes when girls like these, they say, cause I get that sometimes too, when they're like, what's your, what's your sign by the way. And when I tell them I'm a cancer, they're like, Oh my God, you're a cancer. Like there's no way I would have known. And it's because like, I believe the whole astrology thing and um, you know, whether you're introverted, extroverted, whether you're high, low, whatever, like you want to label yourself, it's just a societal label. I don't believe in like labels. I believe in like your name, right? Your name is the most important thing and that's your legacy. So that's why girls, they never can guess my, my sign because they're, I mean, when I present myself, I'm not like this sensitive, emotionally feely type guy. Is that what a cancer is? Yeah, yeah cancer is supposed to be sensitive or whatever. I don't know shit about those. Things. Yeah, always, what is a cancer? They always said I'm an asshole. Uh, July. Yeah, that's the and only I, category we follow. Well, you're you're, you're a Taurus, right? I'm a Taurus. Yeah, asshole Taurus. I guess. <laughs> Same shit. I'm a Taurus as well. Bullshit. Number one bullshit. Number one bullshit guy. No, because with the no one says that. Number one is it to guy? you or what? You see this guy? You see this guy? Well, he doesn't like, or when he's joking around, he's like, oh, number one bullshit guy. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know what's funny? Like, as far as I remember, like back in, you know, uh, high school and college, you know, every anytime you would, a girl would ask for a sign and you would tell them your sign, every single, regardless of what you were, Scorpio, Cancer, Taurus, whatever it was. <gasps> oh my God. I never knew. I never knew. You're a Taurus? Oh my God, you're a Cancer? Oh, take, 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 what the f- yeah. What if I... No, I'm fucking with you. I'm actually what a Scorpio. Guy, you can just tattoo it over here and just call it a day. No, I, I just feel like it, it's it's one of the most stupidest things. Like People like look at those signs or the astrology and, and they, they read a paragraph about that personality and it's written in such a very manipulative way where every single person could relate to yes. that sign. Yeah. They, they'll, they'll use the wording and the paragraph and the sentences in a way where you're like, oh, my God, it's so me. Yeah, but astrology has been around longer than religion, man. So Has it really? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's crazy. Astrology has been around forever. Man. Has so, it? Yeah. Oh, it's not. I thought it I mean, was after the Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> astrology is old, man. I mean, a lot of people used to live off of that stuff. So Right. They still do. There's people who hire based on the signs and the moon higher yes wow as far as job wise of course you're shitting me yeah. i've never heard that that's nuts yeah, that's fucking crazy of course because Fuck. again it may come from their experience i i wouldn't even know what the difference is i i don't even know what my sign is really so you're walking hey i'm a i'm a fire, no, I'm a you fire you get your Can wife you to like me? read you your uh horoscope or something my wife will come up to me, hey let me read this <laughs> 
It's like, oh, this is what it says about Taurus. Yeah, that's you. I'm like, you're okay. a Taurus. Yeah. Oh. So, End of April, isn't he? Beginning of Taurus, April twenty second. Yeah. Okay, so both of us are. Are you? you no, I'm a Scorpio. Okay, I'm so no, both of us both are, of you are Taurus. Are we alive? No, not at all. Absolutely. So how does and that that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, well, it's that's a societal I, yeah. I could, I could basically take the We're Taurus. We're both assholes. We can, <laughs> we can establish that one. That's it. And one of them is a larger asshole yeah. than the other. But You're a bigger uh, asshole than I. Depending on topics as well. I use hemorrhoids. I uh, preparation agent. For, for my but see, no, for, for example, let me put it to you this way. If I were to take a horoscope and I were to read it to Armand separately, yeah. and then literally a couple hours later read it to Edgar separately, they would both relate to the same shit, but yeah. they're two different people. Yeah, and that's why uh, a lot of the times, like uh, I remember during my first retreat, uh, I had this whole speech about like how to uh, how to develop your uh, masculine identity, and I, I told I was saying in there that you know all these labels like being introverted, being extroverted, I think is nonsense because that's just it, that's a way for you to like corner yourself into a certain position where you're you're it's it's like you're you're not really like identifying yourself the way you want to identify yourself. You're identifying yourself the way that society has identified you. Because there are guys out there who are introverted, but they look like they sound and talk like introverts. And I remember there's this one guy I know who he he's in New York and he's a realtor. And this guy, you would think is the most extroverted person ever. He's like, well, you know, deep down, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I'm like, what? You're an introvert? He's like, yeah, I, I was I grew up really shy and I grew up very just alone to myself, but I had to force myself to be extrovert. So then again, I mean, are, do these things really exist? Is there such thing really as an introvert or extrovert? I think it's just, again, it's a societal way to like, put people in boxes and yeah. take them away from their name. Everything is, yeah. everything has a label these days. That's the problem. Right. right. You, you, you diagnosis label, Oh, we got to put a label on the guy because now we got to know what to charge him. You know, is he an introvert? It's a little extra for the introvert, for the extrovert. We charge him a little less. Everything has label. That's the thing. I think people, I think society has brought us to the point where we're overanalyzing everything. Yep. It's like, you want to go talk to the girl? Just go. Just start a stupid conversation. Say approach, some, the approach say something the stupid, part. bro. Go say the stupidest thing you can think of. It's going to be 10 times you're going to say something stupid. If she laughs, I promise you, she's giving you... Say the stupidest thing you can think of. I, I don't know. Whatever she's Is it Monday today? <laughs> you know, something dumb. And it's... That's <laughs> really? That's, that's how I get him, bro. That's how you got him? Yeah. That's how I got married. Yeah. Like that. Just like, just hey, Jess, is it Monday today? <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what are you saying? It's Wednesday today, but That's I'll give you my number. Yeah. Would you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> right away. And that's how I got married, bro. But no, but here's the thing, Armand. Like, there are guys, I had a, a call with a client today um, who literally, he's terrified of uh, approaching. Uh, he's terrified of approaching. His whole thing is like, he's very frigid in, in his expressions, and he's very just like, like literally uptight like this. And, and I've been with him in uh like when i went to the dance floor with him and i'm like you know i'm i'm fluid i'm moving around i'm talking to people on the dance floor i'm having fun dancing with different chicks uh vibing with the guys as well and then he's just like standing there just kind of like you oh, know like he's just not even how really long was moving. he breastfed for <laughs> oh seriously i have i have no idea well, maybe i didn't ask him i didn't does that have anything to do with maybe it. the yeah, guy was really breastfed till four years old so he's you know he's tight he's how old was he well, he's he, probably he's, healthier if he was no, he's, breastfed till four. See, the thing is, like he, so he's in his forties, um, and he's a and he's a very successful person too in business. The only the issue for him is that he's so scared of being judged in general. Like he's very fearful of judgment. And then, and I had a conversation with him. I said, you know, I think 
you have a, do you believe you have a lot of value to give to the world? He says, I do. I said, okay, how do you want to express that to the world? If we had to like, you know, have you in front of a room full of people, how would you provide your value? And he gave me multiple examples. I said, okay. But, so, but what was the, what were, sorry, what were those values? Though? Um, so, and how old was he? He's in his forties. Forties. Yeah. He's and in his forties. What were those values? Some like some way of demonstrating value to other people is, um, for example, he's like in the medical profession. So like helping people out as like a medic, right? If somebody was like ill or sick, like he can help them on the spot. He's qualified. Like imagine being on a plane and you're like, oh, I can't breathe or whatever. He, maybe, you know, he can help you or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then other ways is that he has a great sense of humor. He has like a lot of money because he's in the medical profession too. So he can buy people drinks. He can like, let's say, create an experience for people and say, hey, let's go grab dinner. Together. So money's not an issue. Money's, money's not, not an issue, issue. with them. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more of, Again, I think I think the biggest issue or the biggest obstacle you're seeing with a lot of your clients is rejection. They're all afraid of rejection. Yes, it's the whole fear of being judged. It's rejection. I even have guys hear this out. I even have clients who are ashamed of having a dating coach. Like they're ashamed of it. Like they're like, I don't want anyone to know that I have a dating coach. And I'm not here to like judge them for that either. It's understandable. Say like, yeah, because you know what? I tell them like, listen, guys, like. If you're, if you have friends and family, they're going to shame you for doing certain things like, like hiring, like a, you, you can even get, I, I, you could even get shamed. Like I'm in business right now. I'm an entrepreneur. So I could even be shamed for paying a lot of money to a business coach. They'll like, people can look at me like, what are you fucking crazy? Like you're paying for a business coach right now uh, and you're paying that much money. But it's like, you guys are not in my position. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't see it through my lens. Like, and everybody's different. Like some people are going to be successful entrepreneurs without mentorship and some will need it, right? And there are guys on YouTube, for example, not to your audience, but just general on YouTube that are like saying, you don't need dating coaches. Like dating coaches are scammers and all that kind of stuff. And they paint, paint this broad stroke uh, brush on like everybody, on all, all the dating coaches but and that say that they're frauds. though. Oh, absolutely. You can find out. And the whole dating industry is super saturated with a lot of like phoniness, a lot of like manipulation and, and, and using, using guys like impressionable men to leverage that, uh, to like, let's say, create divisiveness with women, to create divisiveness in society. And I'm all about just bringing people, communities together. Um, that's my whole stance on it. And I don't think like anyone should be shamed for having a dating coach. No one should be shamed. No one should even care uh, whether you are like, whether you're going to approach a woman and you're going to get rejected. I don't think you should ever care about that. The way I see like one thing I help guys with is like when you're afraid of rejection, Understand that that's like one step closer to finding a more compatible woman. You can even be rejected in business too when you're networking. You know, like if, if one client doesn't want to work with you, well, great. There's probably another compatible client who's not going to be a headache and and <laughs> stand you off with like, I got to well, let you know when I'm ready or whatever. When I, when I, when I, when I originally started coaching, because I went through coaching as well for real estate. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest obstacles for me was rejection. It was like, you know, going to a client or door knocking, cold calling and them saying, no, 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 no. And I remember my coach, Paul, would always tell me, he would like, well, you know, what's wrong with them saying no? They don't want to sell. They don't want to sell. You can't force somebody to sell their home. I'm like, right. yeah, but I'm like, there's like, you know, this rejection going on and blah, 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 blah. Bro, I'll never forget what he said when he said this. He goes, Arno, you're married, right? I go, yeah. He goes, have you ever, <laughs> he goes, have you ever asked your wife, you know what? I'm feeling the mood tonight. You want to you wanna fool around? And she says, I'm not in the mood. I go, Okay, he goes. That's rejection. If your wife could reject you, don't worry about a you know some a stranger <laughs> rejecting you. It's totally normal. That, that changed you forever. 
No, I mean it puts it puts so something it, as far as a perspective. You started it, accepting that it puts a pers- no, it puts a perspective in your head that rejection is part of everyday life. Your kid could reject you, your wife could reject you, a client could reject you. I've you, never been rejected. Oh, I'm sure never, you have. Huh? Never ever, huh? So every, anytime, no, nobody, nobody, anytime, nobody. Yeah, Noah's never rejected you. <laughs> <laughs> Noah probably dropped you through the face. <laughs> I think yeah. Ani's watching. She says she's reject. She rejects you at least six times a week. I think. I think it's over. I think it's overcoming that rejection or that negative energy that you're putting upon yourself that'll help you kind of, you know, get over that 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 hump. Yeah. If you think about it, it's almost like an ent- entitlement mentality too. So it's like if you feel if you if you get annoyed of the fact that someone's rejecting or you feel some kind of type of way that someone's rejecting you it's like you're entitled it's like you don't think people have the right to say no yeah. like if you go up to a girl and she says no i'm not interested get away from me you creep well you creep is like her way of expressing herself as saying no but you don't have to take it personally right she only knows like like freaking one percent of your whole identity your whole character right so i tell guys i'm like man this girl rejected me and like it just pisses me off i'm like don't women have the right to tell you no and there he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then why are you getting all worked up but about dude, it, man? That you creep part can do a lot of damage to these guys. Oh, for sure. Already weak. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. They already have the issue. Right. That creep part could be the mm. downfall. How many times have they called you a creep, Edgar? Edgar. Never, bro. I, very, <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly Never. agree with what Shia says. Shia says every 18 to 23 year old should sell cars for 90 days, work in a fast paced restaurant oh, as a yeah. dishwasher for 30 days, and. Uh, through stand-up comedy for 10 days. Well, I don't know about the stand-up comedy if many can do that, but uh says that young man will not only know who is who is who he is as a man, but will understand how to overcome any emotional challenge they will ever encounter. That's a good that's a good piece of advice. I agree with that. I think the um even like going to a poetry slam also like as a, as a substitute for uh comedy stand-up would be a really good idea. It's a great way to like express yourself, express your thoughts. But yeah, I mean, I wish I did the whole car sales. You know, one thing like I, I before I did full time coaching, I worked for my family. And when I worked for my family, like everything, all the sales were inbound leads. They were not outbound leads. Right. So, oh, so they were coming to you. They were coming to me. So every time I did outbound leads, where I had to reach out to people in my dating coaching business. I mean, I get more inbound leads now, but like I still pursue outbound leads. Um, sometimes I'll get like I'll get nervous about it. I get caught in my head when I first started doing it. Now I don't care. But it's like. I wish I had that experience at like in my twenties. Oh yeah. Cause like being good in sales is like being good in sales. It's like, it's like a cheat code. It's like a life hack. You can be good in so many other aspects of your life. Yeah. It's, I think it's an, it's an ego thing as well. And I what, understand why the person said uh, stand up comedy or whatever improv. That's very good. Yeah. Improv. Learning how to speak instantaneously. <laughs> yeah. That's why and I always recommend public speaking is yeah. very important, man. If you have public speaking, speaking down, it's easier to approach people. That's yes. why I always recommend everybody. If you're going to be in sort of any sort of sales communication, anything like that, Toastmasters. I did that. I joined Toastmasters. Toastmasters yeah. Toast, I've heard of it. I've never what is it, that? it helps. It basically, let me put it to you this way. If you, if your voice cracks when you're in public speaking, if you can't, hold a, a simple conversation with the person toastmasters will help basically they still have that yeah. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah international it's all over the world i oh. was um so mm-hmm. i was a member in uh, uh toastmasters calabasas when i was in la and then i became president of the club like eight months like just being only eight months in the club and uh, i was very shocked and arno like for me like I, guys i wanted to be the president i thought to myself like i'll be president like two three years from now and i really wanted a leadership role because I, when i was in csun for my undergrad 
I wanted to, I was in a fraternity uh, while I was there and I wanted to have a leadership role, but they didn't accept me into any of the leadership roles. So I just went, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to go look for like another organization that I can have a leadership position in. So I joined the pre-law association. I was like the director of events. And then I found out about Toastmasters mm -hmm. and then Toastmasters, again, like just the way Arno explained it, like it was a game changer for me in that leadership position being president for a whole year and having to host all the meetings. I think I only missed like maybe one or two meetings. So I had like birthdays or whatever to go to for family, but I, I had to like learn how to host events. Which is helping you today. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it guys like complete yeah. game changer it, for it, sure. Uh, one of the main things they actually teach you there is listening. You went to Toastmasters? I did it very briefly when I was in, it was in 2011 when my office with Prudential was providing it. Uh, and we did, they did it at the Moose Den. So you and I should give it a try. I have, first time hearing about it, to be honest. You've never heard of it? No. You should try it. Sure. I guess I Try Toastmasters. Or try Camp's Maybe program. Maybe we can too. go together. <laughs> Toastmasters. Well, you're married. I forgot. <laughs> but no, it has, it, look, it has, it's, what, it's is, some, what do you guys do at Toastmasters? It, it sharpens. It, 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 look, it, look, it, sh it sharpens. Told you. He just told you what it was. <laughs> it's like, oh, like I the still structure don't understand. Remember when yeah, I just the said structure, structure of it. it the first, one of the first things that they listen. tell you, listen. listen but I, I'm hearing you. I just don't understand the structure behind it. What do you guys do? It helps you as far as public speaking. It helps you with as far as conversation with during the podcast. Like the four of us are sitting yeah. down how to hold a conversation, how to basically host, Cam was saying, host parties and basically be, I don't, I don't want to say the, to be captivating. I don't want to say, yeah. say the life of the party, but basically to be able to entertain not one, not two, not three, but everybody that you've invited. Do you want to grow up to be like Armand Hopar or not? Then you go to <laughs> when, when, I, when, I, when I get a few years older, I'm still too young. It's, so it's, they teach you how to be a captivating speaker and then the structure is like this. So, um, you have instant in, in no particular order because every club is different at Toastmasters. Um, they have an instantaneous speaking section where they'll literally have like this called table topics. So like we're in a table like this, for example, and then this table topics master will say, OK, uh, we're going to talk about um, your we're going to talk about plans or your summer plans or like that you have upcoming. Right. And then they will read a question. They'll say, OK, what was your most favorite vacation you've ever taken? Edgar. And why? And why? And then you don't know you're going to get called on. So you get called on the spot. Quick, and just like that. So, so it's a quick instantaneous. Thing. Okay. Now and this sense. goes into dating too, because like a lot of guys right. are like, yo, Cam, this girl put me in the spot. I don't know how, I don't know how to respond. I'm like, listen, I embrace pressure. I want women to feel like they can put so much pressure on me. Cause like, I'm so smooth and fly when I get, you know, when I'm in the moment, when I'm under pressure, that's really when I persevere the most. And I like a woman to, I want to, and rightfully so, a woman should challenge a man to just understand, like, is this guy really representing himself the way he claims to be? I want her to, to like, you know, I, I want her to see, like, if, if, I, if I feel any kind of disconnect, I want to make sure that this man is truly authentic in how he carries himself. Okay. Hector says, I've never been rejected by my wife. She said, yes, for life, got a wife and be faithful, and you will never get rejected for life. See? I mean, someone mentioned that Ar Chuck Norris calls Armand Hopper for advice so. <laughs> Armand Hopar has never been rejected <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> but you're, you're how old Cam? 32 32 and you're single yes I am uh like, <laughs> what? Did you what happened what happened John what do you write <laughs> I let Armand Hopar read that one which, which one did you <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. 
John is like, Hector, this is about how to get to the point where you meet the woman who will be your wife. I agree that once you find the one, stick with her. But the new generation has new challenges getting there. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you're willingly single or like? Yeah, I mean, it's not that um, I'm avoiding a, a relationship of any sort. Um, I'm just really going with the flow of it right now. Um, I don't set an intention like every day to say, okay, today is going to be the day I find my wife or today's the day I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to have a girlfriend. It's just more like, um, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing my business, pursuing my passion of just like helping guys out. And I go to a lot of networking events. Like there's a networking event in Scottsdale that I'll be at later this Thursday of this week. And, uh, and I'll also be on like, I'll use dating apps. Um, I see women in public, I'll approach them and talk to them. And if there's something with it, if there's something outside of just only intimacy and we can build on, then yeah, I'm, I'm interested in a relationship with a woman. Now, what do you say, what do you say to a guy, let's say comes in 35, 40, you know, maybe 40 plus. Oh, I've gone on with 50, gone on to dates with 50 girls. I've been, uh, I've done the matchmaking. I've done the family introduction. I've done the cousin who was the girl and, they just don't meet, you know, my uh, checklist or whatever it's called. What do you say to a guy like that who who just thinks nobody's good enough? Well, I would I would say that's that's literally impossible to say that nobody's good enough, right? Um, I'll ask him why do you think nobody's good well, enough? Not, maybe not good enough. That's mm -hmm. maybe the wrong statement. But they, they just don't the right meet. Match. They don't meet everything that. I, I, I need check your ego. Yeah. Doesn't check your ego. That's <clears throat> yeah. It's an ego issue at that point. Yeah. I think at that point, if somebody's like making this claim that like nobody's good for them or it's really hard for them to be pleased, I'd say, okay, give me a list of all your standards and give me a list of like, what kind of uh what is a these guys are yo fucking you gotta good read these comments <laughs> what, is it? what is it saying i wish i could see them too i gotta go on youtube and like on this i want to see the comments oh also it's just you guys have a really entertainment uh entertaining a uh, chat A.T. Yeah, says, uh, Armando Bar went camping in the jungle and got bit by a snake. And in fear for its life, they took the snake to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> They're going Chuck Norris on you. <laughs> Joe's like, Armando Bar doesn't have a backspace or delete button on his keyboard because he never <laughs> makes mistakes. <laughs> that should pump up your ego. Oh, oh, that's that's exactly what you wanted to hear, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's, isn't it's, that exactly what you wanted to hear? Yeah, because my, my confidence is like... <laughs> Like a little teeny bitty. What's the little teeny bitty? My confidence. Oh, <laughs> We're gonna use that one, my friend. We're gonna use that one. Jake, thanks for the super chat. He says that uh, these chat GPT Toastmaster and stuff is like rocket science for me. Who else feels like this? Well, Jake, 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 you you work one of the oldest crafts known to man. He's a he's, wood he's woodworker. A, he's, oh yeah. wow, he does amazing like, artwork, like man, by hand, wow. not by computerized machine. Everything by hand. You know, That's so insane. he's an old school type of. Uh, okay. So I'm not surprised that. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's it makes he's, sense. He's, he's, a, he's a crafty gentleman. I'll I'll tell you that much. I mean, I'll share I'll share some of his stuff with you as far as on Facebook. It's mm -hmm. amazing artwork yeah. he does with wood. wood. I, I I love Jake. <laughs> the whole woodworker. Did you see it? Yeah, but his Arnold's is the best. Chat GPT asks Arnold no power for answers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know if I should thank you guys or cuss you guys out. <laughs> well, well, you set yourself up. Well, John's complimenting you. Cam is also a winner. 
<laughs> he works the I wood definitely work my wood, ways. that's for sure. <laughs> Jake, I work my wood. One of these days, bro, I, I really want to come to your shop and just watch you use that. The, the, the way he uses the machines, all that, the wood just going all over the place. Like, that. have you seen What is he it? making? Yeah. Like, what he, kind of like woodwork is it? From salad bowls to, bro, he, he'll make full blown kitchen, uh, kitchen cabinetry by oh, hand. Wow. None that's of crazy, those. Uh, None of those uh, CNC, CNC machines, machines not CNC, all, uh, none of that stuff. All by hand. Mm-hmm. And when you see he, he puts the drawer in the other, just fits like a glove, bro. I don't know how he does it. Armand Hopar can kill two stones with one bird. <laughs> it's getting better and better, you guys. Keep it coming, man. We're going to have to make memes with all of these now. Um, so we were saying you got to check your ego as far as if yeah. you've gone on, you know, I've dated 50 girls. None, none of them meet my full criteria. Yeah. This and that. What do you, what do you say to a guy like that? Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of things Armand. like, I would say like, let me see your con- if, if These are conversations on dating apps. I'd ask to see like uh, some screenshots or like video screen recordings of his conversations with girls. Um, I would look at their text messages. I would say like, what are your standards? What are your boundaries? What kind of, what kind of roles are you looking for? Like for a woman to play in your life. Right. That's another thing too. And then, and then when, usually what happens is it starts from something very service level, like no, none of these women are good enough for me. And then we really dive deep into usually to a point where it's like uncharted territory where it's like, it's either some unresolved childhood trauma or some kind of unresolved trauma that they haven't addressed yet. Um, Cause this could be even something like I, I want to reject women all the time. So I don't get rejected myself. That could be a potential mm, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I, I absolutely. Could that come that. from like maybe single parent families? Those kids might have more issues with that. Is it possible? It's, it could be possible. I do think a two parent household is way more conducive to a healthier person, like a healthier child being developed. I mean, I was very blessed and fortunate that I grew up in a two parent household. So I always had the love of a mother and a father in my life. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the reason why like God put me on this earth to like, one of my call, my calling is to help guys out. So like, since I come from like a pretty structured and, and safe and always had a roof over my head and always financially, like we were okay. Um, I want to, and I, and I never had to worry about those kind of things. So now I'm like at this like level of my mind where, um, I was able to just focus on self-development, not focus on, Hey, I got to go get a job to support my parents, even though that survival been wasn't the, yeah, survival. That's a great point. Thank you for yeah. saying that survival is never something I had to really think about. Now, an issue with someone growing up in an environment, like how I grew up is that you get coddled, right? So pampered. I definitely, yeah, pampered. I definitely feel that I grew up a bit pampered and coddled. Um, but I did make it a point of myself, like since age 16, to really push myself all the time to really develop, 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 develop. And, uh, and I didn't want to like get things easy in life. I wanted to make sure that it was like something that I was, I worked hard to get to it. Mm. Because the, it's kind of similar to, let's say if I'm interviewing somebody, right. And I see they've had 10 different jobs, 10 different companies in the last four years, five years. My question to them always is, why did you leave? Oh, you know, my boss was this. Why did you leave the other one? Uh, my boss was that. Eventually, you think it's your boss or maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe you're the problem. Right. You're the maybe common you gotta, denominator. Yeah. You got to change yeah. something maybe mm-hmm. and so that you have longevity, career investment and all that. You, you can't blame. It's the same thing. If you blame every girl, every guy for you being single, maybe it's time to reevaluate things. Absolutely. And you know, what's really funny too, is like a lot of guys are, uh, this is a very important talking, well, I won't say important. It's a, it's a very 
brought, it's a ta- talking point that's being placed all over its social media, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, that guys are saying that women in America, uh, like modern women are, are, are more corrupted. They're like, they're damaged mentally. And it's hard to like marry an American woman. That's a huge talking point in America right now. Isn't it true though? Well, here's the thing. Like, I know that there are women who, when they speak up, they may seem like chaotic in the mind and they seem like out of order, but I'm not dating those kind of women and I'm not bothered by those kind of women and they're not in my vicinity, right? So on YouTube and social media, they have like platforms, right? They can talk and they can speak their mind. And I feel like majority of these women have not been with a man who can let them feel graceful in their femininity, feel relaxed in their femininity. I think a lot of these like women have just been with chaotic guys. I think a lot of these issues stem from guys who are just chaotic and they're liars. So if women have been around men, like let's say a father figure who's like good, stable father figure or a boyfriend who's never cheated on them or lied to them. And he was just a normal level-headed guy who like wants to have fun with her and then wants to get married to her. Then I think the majority of these problems that guys are complaining about, women are complaining about, it would go away. So I don't really feel like the modern woman is, isn't really an issue for me. I just, I just date compatible women and I don't get uh, flustered by it. Have you ever gotten a question or a concern from any of your clients or any of your uh, guys that you're coaching where they turn to you and they say, all right, Cam, you're 32 years old. You're single. You're not married. Why should I take advice from you? I've never had that before. I, I think he's young enough where he can get away with that. 32. I right. Mean, yeah, it's not. It's not like he's forty-two or. You know, I I would I would think the concern would come from somebody who's probably in their maybe mid to or mid mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. where they go, look, I'm, uh, my goal is to basically get married, settle down, and by at least thirty, you know, have the girl of my dreams, you know, m- be basically be married to her and eventually start a family. But you know, they may turn to you and as a coach and as some mentor, mm-hmm. I go well shit he's 32 going into 33 or he's 33 going into 34 but he hasn't settled down yet how could somebody like this give me advice on on dating when he's single himself right well yeah to keep in mind like there's a gap between this one client right mental gap where he is where he is right now and this is where he wants to be right and i can teach him the skills of just having a girlfriend right he knows if he can if you would ask me hey cam you don't have a girlfriend right and i'm like no i don't have a girlfriend he's like well why not it's not intentional. It's because I just haven't found a woman that I want to be in a relationship with. I don't have a, I don't haven't found a woman that is in my opinion, compatible enough for me of uh, compatible enough with me that I want to be, let's say monogamous to. Right. So that's my choice to not be in a relationship. Do you I can believe in monogamy it. though. I, I, for me, it's, it's, if somebody wants to be monogamous, I support anyone who wants to do it. But me do personally, you- and are we right talking now, about dating monogamy or we're, mar- future wise? Yeah, I think okay. So my my last relationship was purely monogamous. I never did anything unfaithful with my uh, my ex girlfriend. So I do believe in monogamy when it's with somebody who really is just a, a great partner, right? Like a great wife or a great girlfriend who just like she she's understanding of you and when things get let's say when things get dicey between you guys like she will be there and be resilient with you and support you all together right something's yeah and um and ultimately i do believe in the whole uh monogamy thing uh i just think again it really depends on the woman and how compatible she is with you altogether. i don't think there's anything wrong for someone to want to commit with somebody for like the rest of the time but i think the biggest thing the biggest thing for me is like, I want a woman who can support my journey 
She has to be understanding of the fact that I'm a dating coach, right? So yeah. if I have a girlfriend like Edgar, that's, let's say, giving me a hard time of having photos. Because if anyone goes on my Instagram right now, you'll see half-naked women on some of my photos. So you find right? the woman. You find the woman of your dreams. She's amazing right. in every way. Attractive. Great conversation. Right. Everything's there except the fact that she is not cool with your career path, which you've right. chosen for yourself. This is how you support yourself and your future. As far as for Cam goes? Yeah. Or? yeah. Cam. Cam. Mm. Where do you see that going? Well, I would tell her it's, but the thing is, that's not going to be a woman, woman of my dreams then, right? It's like yeah. a woman it does not see a big part of my life right now is doing this. But I'm trying to understand. Do you see why women wouldn't want something serious oh, with, Cam with your choice of career? Absolutely. You see it. 100. Even let's just say, guys, if I had a completely professional Instagram, let's just say I'm using the word professional, meaning like there's no half naked women, right? I still feel like my Instagram on a, on a level of like promoting like marketing and getting guys to sign up. I feel like it is professional. It's in alignment. Right. And some people will disagree with that. But I think that if I had like everything clean cut, all the women are dressed up, I'm dressed up and wearing suits and dresses, like throughout all their photos, there will still be that woman who's not going to be okay with me uh, wanting to date me due to the fact that I'm a, I'm a dating coach and I help guys get girls. Majority right? of people are really, in, they like your, uh, Videos on the streets, just asking questions. Oh, thank you. A lot thank of people you guys. commenting about your videos on the streets. Which we should probably ask him about. How, that, that's how we know that. After right? the show, yeah. After the show, we will ask you about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to pick your brain on that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Vic, he did share a, sto a success story of a young man who was an introvert. But if you want to share other stories, the, the gentleman you shared about where you guys went dancing and all, and he then he lost his virginity two yeah, weeks yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other stories you want to share? Because Vic, I guess, maybe missed that story. But yeah. uh, Let's see. Another situation. So, okay. So here's a good story. So my, um, <laughs> my uh, I, I was in San Diego uh, with my assistant coach who comes again to my retreats, right? He helps me out. And he actually, by the way, is, has a girlfriend and she supports his whole dating coaching journey as well. And she actually built our itinerary for uh, Las Vegas as well. Very kind woman. So wow. it was me, it was me, my assistant coach, and one of our clients. We're in San Diego, went to a country bar, and we were going to go see an EDM show uh, with these EDM DJs, right? So it's like house music. And before we go to the, before we go to Nova in San Diego, we're at the country bar just warming up. And we go into the country bar. My client, uh, I ask him like, hey, man, is there any woman here that you're interested in speaking to? He's like, looking around. He says, oh, yeah, I like that girl right over there. And I said, okay, cool. All right, so what are you going to do about it? He's like, yeah, I'll probably just have a drink, maybe hang out for like five minutes. I'm like, no, you're not, dude. You're going to go talk to her, bro. What are you waiting for? He's like, oh, man, really? Like right now? I'm like, yeah, dude, because she probably will talk to another guy by this point or she won't. She'll be gone yeah. by the time you want to talk to her. So what ended up happening is um, I said, let, let's just go walk and get a little bit closer to her. So we walked together and then I said, hey, man, you're ready now. You want to go talk to her? He's like, oh, man, I don't think I can do it. I'm like, dude, listen, what do you what do you want to let's let's be practical about this. What are you going to tell the girl? If you went up to her, he's like, uh, he's like, he said something like really lame and weak. And I'm like, no, dude, just, just go up to her. Don't be, don't be, you know, really don't make it forceful. Just talk to her and, and create a good vibe. Yeah. Just be, be a good vibe to this woman. Just create a good vibe, create a, a fun experience for her. So he's like, okay, I got this. So he goes up to her and he starts talking to her and they talk for about like 10 minutes. But nothing transpires on bit. But guess what? That's the warm up. Right? 10 minutes is good. Yeah, 10 minutes is great. 
and nothing transpires out of it, but it's a warm up. And I'm like, how do you feel? He's like, I feel great. Now uh, in this country bar, they're doing like line dancing, square dancing, whatever. So like me, my assistant coach and the client, we're all just like practicing. We're just having fun. We're going with the whole culture of the bar. Right. And then while we're like at the cold, while we're dancing, there's these like two girls are dancing right next to us. And this one girl keeps eyeing me down and she's with a friend. And me and this girl were cracking jokes while we're dancing, just having a good time, right? Like that's how my whole style of coaching is just having fun, right? And then when the dancing is over, my client and the girl and the, the friend of the girl start talking to each other. And they're making out within like five minutes of conversation. And I asked him, I asked him literally when we leave the bar, now we're going to the uh, Nova in San Diego to watch the EDM DJs. I said, hey man, hey man, what do you attribute to your success for just making out with that girl so fast? He's like, you know, when I'm with around you and uh, Brad, who's my assistant coach, he's like, when I'm around you and Brad Cam, like, I feel that I can just really express myself the way I want. I feel like I can be just, just I, I don't feel like caught up in my head. I don't get you guys are head. You guys are his wingmen. Pretty much, but we didn't that's, even. That's basically what it is. But that yeah. means the people that are around the majority of the time don't give them that confidence that you did. Exactly. That's exactly. Well, and that's a, yeah, that's a huge fast. And here's another thing, too. Um, I'm very big on having a good group of guys like to be friends with, right? So he had this one uh, one friend who was who would disrespect him like very sub subliminally and like very like low key would disrespect him. He would say some like you say some yeah man like you know you, you shouldn't come to this bar like you're you want to say like you're lame but he would say like you're lame in a, in an indirect way. You don't fit in. You don't fit in pretty much. And my client was telling me he's like, hey man, is, do you think this is normal? I'm like, absolutely, that's not normal. Get rid of, cut that guy out of your life quickly, that's like immediately. Right there. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, dude, I don't know, man. Like he. He's friends. We have mutual friends. I'm like, I don't fucking care what this guy, how close he is to you. Like I've cut so many of my friends from Los Angeles that are like, they would like make fun of me doing self self-development. They would clown me for going to self-development seminars. When I went to money seminars, when I would like, you know, went to like seminars to like build a better connection with my family, they would clown me for that. And I, and I hate, I hated like being around those people because they're like Debbie Downers for mm -hmm. self-development. Yeah. So I told him, like, listen, I have a very little threshold for allowing these kind of things in my life. And I'm telling you, your peace and happiness is the most important thing in the world. And the moment you allow somebody to step on your peace and happiness, that's when chaos ensues. So he ended up cutting that guy out of his life. And I'm like, how do you feel? He's like, dude, I feel way better. And I, and I told him, just to let you know, what you did right there is you're building more stock in your peace and happiness, which will attribute to more success with women. Because when women see that you're a vibe and you're very within your identity and you're feeling authentic and you're not allowing some other person to take you away from your peace and happiness, they're going to respect you because they because women tend to be a bit more insecure and they need men to liberate them from their insecurities. Yeah, because that negative energy as far as whether it's a friend or mutual friend or whatever it is, you cutting them out of your life as far as not only on a relationship standpoint, but on a financial standpoint, emotional standpoint, all these other, all these other stuff that's basically just holding you back, it'll change. It'll change right away. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that people are afraid of is letting go of something that's basically in your life that, you know, you think it's actually doing uh, good for you, but it's actually doing more harm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's happened to us as well. You know, my wife and I, have, we've let go of friends that we've been, you know, friends with for years and never looked back. I mean, mm -hmm. But was, that's just part of life, guys. It's a filtration. Yes, people but, come and go. It's just you're absolutely. But there's works. people that don't want to let go. <laughs> the person that's basically the negative energy there is wanting to let go, but you're not letting. Yeah. you're not letting it go. Definitely. There's a comment that I saw from uh, Hector, and people are like uh, going against him right now, saying that he's a hater. 
So uh, Hector said, I, I can give way more reliable relationships advice than him. 20 years of marriage on my side. So here's the thing. Here's, here's my response to that. I think um, just because you're married and you've been married for 20 years, that does not necessarily mean that you have like great relationships. Um, I think it really defined, first of all, it's very hard to really determine that because we don't know the status of everyone's relationship, like, like altogether, like 100%. You know, you don't know everything about Arno's relationship. He doesn't know everything about your relationship with your with your with your wife, right? Um, just being and then think about it this way: like being in a marriage alone, like just having a ring on your finger, doesn't mean you're like you have a very good connection with your lady. It doesn't mean anything. Just because I have a title of being a boyfriend to my girl to my girl a girlfriend, doesn't mean that I'm very good at being a boyfriend. I could be a horrible boyfriend, right? So a lot of stuff on the back end. Like just having, again, the ring or the title does not mean you're qualified to give like good relationship advice because there are guys out there who get played by their wives, right? And they will get, and the wives like run their marriages. Like you guys know about this because you guys yes. are married men, right? So their wives will We've run. We've seen people like that, yeah. plenty of them. And their wives will run the marriages and they will like disrespect them. And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm married. I can give you qualified mm -hmm. relationship advice. I mean, I don't know this guy's story and I don't know his Well, Hector is the previous guest. Mm -hmm. uh, religious man, been the marriage for 20 years, like he said, great man. Uh, I don't know if maybe, you know, maybe Hector does have a few uh, points. Sure. That sure. are stronger than yours because experience counts. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. living with a woman for, woman for 20 years, you tend to get experience that you just can't have with seminars or just. It's not the same. Experience counts. I don't know what the hell is going on. By the way, I hope I, 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 hear, I hear static. By the way, do you guys, if uh, just for our viewers, uh, I hear static. Yeah. Do you guys hear static on our on our end? Just uh, on your end. Sorry. Just to, I just want to clarify because we're hearing a little bit of static. We want to make sure it's not picking up on your end. I don't know why we're 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 hearing static. If you guys could, if you guys could let us know. Nope. So Nobody's hearing static. It's not the volume. No, yeah, people are saying they're fine. That's yeah. cool. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just, it, it might be the headphones. We'll, we'll guys. Work it might be the headphones, guys. So, okay. As long as you guys can hear it, we're fine. See, it went, See, away. It went away. See, it just went away. That's it. Okay. That's it. Good. Might be your headset then. It might be your headset fucking with the rest of ours. I think ten tonight's Edgar's last show. <laughs> His headset's giving <laughs> I think next week, we are almost getting me a new one. Huh? We are at 222. It's a lucky number. You're gonna yes. wait till three, three, three. Yeah, it's a Chinese balloon. I'm just next right. Go. It's a Chinese balloon. Why am I going? <laughs> Look, yeah, no, I I hear you. I hear the. Go ahead. Um, no, I mean the the whole confidence thing. A couple couple people are mentioning confidence. Mm -hmm. Anything in life, confidence is key. Like, I remember when I used to sell life insurance, and well, mortgages were easy. Life insurance mm -hmm. was very difficult. Mortgage usually people want it. Uh, life insurance usually you got to persuade people to uh, mm -hmm. to buy it. So um, the most interesting appointments were the ones when you would walk in and the first thing they would say is, you know, I'm not interested in anything. I'm not going to buy anything. Mm -hmm. And my response always was, well, yeah, I don't expect you to buy it today. Mm -hmm. Then they would put the guards down. Oh, he doesn't expect me to buy anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to provide some information and mm -hmm. answer any questions. Would that be easier sales in a sense? You you took the you got through the door basically. Of course, because now they put their guards down, and then you just ask them questions, 
And if majority, if not all the questions were yes, then that ultimately at the end, why would the cell, cell be a no if, if everything was a yes? So it was, it's all about asking the right questions. You know, it's not, another problem I think with people is sometimes they get caught up in the moment and they're just trying to just share their story and talk about themselves. This is what I do. I've got this page. I, you know, I have X amount of followers. Mm-hmm. I've been here. I've done that. It's like, dude, just shut the fuck up for a minute. Let her talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because the more she talks, the more you're going to learn about her. Right. The easier it is going to be for you to close the deal because you're learning a lot of things about her. Mm-hmm. But if you just talk about, oh, I got this car and I used to go here and I've had, you know, I had steak at this place. Like, no. Relax, let her talk. Yeah. <laughs> She'll tell you everything you need to do to close the deal. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's how it's with clients. That's how it used to be with girls. I mean, I don't know how it is with guys. Ed, yeah, because he- same thing with guys. Is that- <laughs> I'll let you talk about that. Bro. I'll let you talk about that. One. You have more experience with the guys. So we'll leave it to you. Do I? I mean, mm. yeah. Do do less me, 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 me. It's more about. Questions, 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 questions. If she asks you questions, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, answer it. But that's not a green light for you to give yourself a blowjob and just <laughs> continue on. You and, know what I did here? You know what I did yeah. there? You know what, what I'm doing here? You know how much <laughs> I, money yeah. I did here? I know? donated $400 in this organization. <laughs> I donated say, $65. Yeah, relax there, Mr. I, I, Philanthropist. Yeah, and I think also when somebody's so, um, when a man is so self-absorbed, excuse me, when he's so, so self-absorbed like that, He's not really quantifying the quality of this connection with this woman, like based on her personality or like her mindset. It's more like just, you know, she's hot. She looks great for dinner right now. We're on this first date and it's just, I got to show her how cool I am and look how, you know, good looking I am and look how my car is and all that kind of stuff. You're not really tapping into a woman's mind. That's the, I think a lot of issues that happens in dating nowadays is like guys are, they're trying not, too hard in the beginning. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're not talking to women. They're talking at women. Yeah. They're just talking. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're not really connected with women. I tell like, and I tell my clients, like, guys, you need to tap into a woman's mind and really gauge like what's her, you know, what does she view the way she views herself, the way well, she views the world. See, going back to what you were saying about the cars yeah. and the restaurants and because mm-hmm. we've had this conversation on the show before as well, mm-hmm. where if you know, if your first date isn't gonna be or if I'm sorry, if your hundredth date isn't gonna be like the first date then don't do whatever you're going to do on the first date. Don't go doing extravagant things, renting this car and taking her to the most uh, fancy very restaurant. Very accurate. If you're going to spend what's gonna, income yeah. on one date, yeah. that chick's not going to last. Yeah, because what's going to happen is you She's take gonna her. She's going to expect that the next date. Yeah, well, you're going to take her to Mastro's on the first date, and then all of a sudden, you know, second date, you're like, you know what, okay, I got a good check. Okay, Have you had Subway? Let me let me take her to STK. <laughs> and then by the four, fourth date, you go, hey, you want to get some Taco Bell? Yeah. <laughs> And, and I, I, that actually, some probiotics to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I got some Taco Bell, some Pepto Bismol, baby. <laughs> and I got blue pads in the back if you need it. You know what? So I have. It's funny. Like I had. Um, I have clients that shared this with me before, where they will literally allow a girl to sleep. This is a big thing too, like allowing her to sleep over at your house. So let's say a guy wants to bring a girl back and she's consenting. Like she first, wants to, first day. Oh yeah, first day. Like bring a girl back to his place. They have sex. They both agree to it. They consent. Right. And then he allows her to sleep over. And then the next time the guy's like, you know, invites her over for, let's say, a second date. Like they do something else. They go out to eat or whatever. And then they come back home. And then he's like, hey, you got to go home. 
uh, that's the same thing as like literally taking a girl to a fancy restaurant and then taking her to Taco Bell the next day. Like if she has a, if you've allowed her, the moment you allow her to sleep over your place, she's expecting to sleep over at your place like every single time if the connection is going in the right direction. So I've had guys who are like, yo, man, this girl's giving me a hard time. She was yelling at me because like I told her she has to go home and I have work in the morning. I'm like, bro, you allowed her to sleep over. This girl has the right to feel the way she's feeling. Like she now feels used by you because you allowed her to sleep over the first time. And now the second time you're saying you got to go home, you have work. Like, dude, don't, what are you doing, man? It's like, what am I going to do? Her bed sheets are, or my bed sheets are changed. There's, there's a, her toothbrush is in my bathroom. What am I going to do? No, the whole, the whole communicating is, and this is why even selling cars is important. I'm not going to say selling homes as much because, I mean, today selling homes is you just go in there, you, you offer $2 million more, and hopefully you get it. <laughs> it's a different ballgame. But it's not the same. It's not a different ballgame. No, no. Ballgame. Listen. Uh, getting that client to pay $2 million right, more is the but hard part. My point is you can't take them into a home and say, close your eyes, now open it. Is this your dream home? No, bitch. This is the only home on the market. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't, if you don't want it, Joe Schmo here is going to take it for three hundred thousand over asking. But the reason I say car sales is because, for example, this is what a lot. I I did car sales a long time ago. This is what a lot of, especially young guys, would make mistakes at. For example, let's say you're selling Mercedes, right? Mm -hmm. And you like you happen you the salesman you happen to like Mercedes because you like you like the fact that it's fast and it's got a nice sound system. Mm -hmm. But you never, the client, Arna walks in with his wife and kids. All I'm doing is I'm talking to him about how fast this car is and how, bro, you can listen to Tupac. It's loud. <laughs> and you could give a flying fuck Bitch about it. Bitch is going to love it. Got a bad seat. <laughs> but I never asked him what he, if I asked him, Arna, what is it that you're looking for in a car? Oh, safety. You know, I need space for the car seats. You know, my kids got bike couple of bicycles i need trunk space and then so now he's telling me what i need to sell him on is trunk space safety car seat yeah i'm not gonna sell on the speed of you know you just go with the c63 bro it's your neighbors will hear you from a mile away <laughs> and that's the thing same thing with girls if, if, if you're just talking about you and you know you know i'm so fast Give me 2.3 seconds. I'm there. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm clean. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, wham, you can't bam. Spend the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah. Yeah. I'm a one hit wonder. Yeah. yeah. One hit wonder. <laughs> wham, bam. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Just like, <laughs> just ask questions and then they'll tell you exactly what, you know, and that's how you're going to connect. And that's how you connect with the client. I mean, you're in sales. Am I yeah. wrong? You both mm -hmm. are in questions, sales. Questions, 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 questions. Yeah. The doctor yeah. approach yeah. Like really have, helps you, a lot. You ask the questions and let, you know, let them answer it because it, you can't, it can't be the me, 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 I, 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 and, uh, and especially with the house, bro. Like with a house, it's like, I can't sell you on a house. It's not a freaking car. It's not a, it's not a pen, you know, it's a house. So, you know, they'll, they'll walk in. If they like the house, they want to write an offer. You find out what they want to write, what they feel comfortable with as far as price-wise and their payment-wise. The rest of it is all legal paperwork. You just want to yeah. make sure your client's protected. That's what it is. <laughs> John says she looks expect to sleep over every single time. Try explaining that to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this chat is lit right now. Man. This is a great chat. I love this chat. You guys have a good community. Good people. Uh, Jay says, my wife was 12 when I met her. 
uh, Disneyland tickets was enough. Yeah, Jay, when you were 12, Disneyland tickets were a nickel. Now it's like, what is it, 225 yeah, back then, you could get it to Disneyland with a can of Coke. Yeah. It's, it's like you got to pull a mortgage on your house now. Yeah. Uh, they have like a lien against your house. Yeah, uh, Ninette says, no marriage is perfect. It takes a long, a lot of constant work. Oh, the, yeah. The little things. And uh, she's been married for 10 years. Definitely. Joe's been with his wife for 25 and married for 15. Man, you and Joe are competing, huh? Yeah, you, you're, we're you've up been, there. 22 been, years, yeah. Wow, congratulations. That's yeah. great. See, these guys, that's why I asked about the breastfeeding. Both were just <laughs> finishing breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been married for 11 All right, years. I'm ready though. to get married, wow. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Are you sure, son? <laughs> Got to cut that umbilical cord, too, you know? <laughs> Why do you go outside get some fresh air? <laughs> Hey Joe, he sneezed. Gotta bring him back in. <laughs> he might get COVID. What's going on? You'll find out in about 20 years. <laughs> oh my god. Oh jeez. This is uh, definitely the most funny uh podcast I've ever been on for sure. I would try that. The name yeah. says it's down. Man. I love it. Yeah, uh, we got nothing better to do on a Monday night. <laughs> we just sit here and circle jerk. Yeah, He's got long hands. <laughs> <laughs> actually, my hands are kind of rough from mammoth. Oh, jeez. Well, actually, no. It, actually, it, it got smooth within a few hours, bro. That's crazy. What have you been doing? What have you been doing? Can't tell you. Uh, Vic says you should get a truck on. No. <laughs> he thought I was really selling you on the C-Class. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, man. John says I'm at 20 years to life with bad behavior. John, your wife's a saint, bro, for dealing with you. Yeah, I can't believe, man. Anyone, sorry, John, but anyone living with you, you must, you saint. must have a strong prenuptial agreement, bro. <laughs> yeah. That shit's like, you know, bulletproof. Bro, like, I talk to you every Monday, and I want to divorce you. Yeah. <laughs> God, That's like Johnny Cochran level, yeah. uh, the, the dream team level of uh, prenuptial. Joe's like John, you're married. <laughs> no, Joe didn't even know John was married. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Joe, put away the starburst. <laughs> oh, starburst are bread. Best thing, Joe. Keep what else? Up, bro. What else you got for us, Camp? Besides, obviously, the whole dating coach thing. What else? What else? Uh, what else do you do? I mean, on a besides, like the retreats I do for business and um, and coaching guys online. I do also like private coaching where I do fly to guys. Like I've uh, thankfully. Um, I have clients who have paid me to go. Like I'm gonna, I've never been to the country of Cyprus before, so I'm literally going to Cyprus in September, Greece. which is like, it, yeah, south of Greece. Oh. Well, it's like southeast of Greece, right under Turkey. So I'm gonna be going there and and helping a client out for like 18 days. We're gonna go to like three different cities, and this guy's like one of these people who like literally is like very beginner level, like extremely yeah. beginner. Um, I'm gonna be in Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm gonna be like traveling a lot. I do a lot of business Dude. travel, so I'm gonna be in Colombia. Wrong business on me. Fuck, yeah. man. See, like how what's you can do this now, but I'm curious to know when you settle down, you got a you know, you got a girl back home with kids. Sure. Would you be able to sustain this type of lifestyle? No, and I wouldn't want to. I would say, like, for me, like if, if I'm gonna do that, Arno, like I want all my children to come with me. Like, if we're gonna go, let's say if I'm spending about 15 days in Greece, I want my wife to come with me to bring her children. We're flying like business class, we're very comfortable. Her children or your children. You're all children. Um I think it was a 
was I, just the, I know, fucking with it. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, so wait. Our, our children. Yeah, I, I children. want my wife to bring her children and our children. No, and, that's it. No, I'm, yeah. I'm actually glad you said that. That's very important. It's our children. Very important you very said that. So, um, bring that's our children. That's why I don't have backspace on my keyboard. Cause <laughs> never He's never mistake. wrong. <laughs> Oh, that day will come. Yeah. We're going to be like, no, you're going to install that back That was a very important, like, thing right there to, like, to explain. Because I think a lot of times, like, um, you know, it is, we created the children together. So, yeah, no, that was actually very key. So, bring our children to um, to Greece. And she'll be, like, in a comfortable, like, you know, luxurious hotel, just relaxing. And I could visit the kids. I help the guy during the day. And then when I'm with the kids, we go out to dinner have fun, eat ice cream, whatever, like just spend quality time together. Um, but I don't know, I might just like delegate. I might have coaches like who travel for me and they will just be helping. And I'm just helping guys like for, let's say if someone's like paying me like $50,000 to like help them out. There are guys out there that will do that. Um, if somebody's paying me like, let's say 50 grand or like a, like 75 grand or something, something crazy amount. Hey Cam, I really need you though. I don't want to work with any of your coaches. I will pay you 50 grand to personally come help me out. I'll say, hey, babe. Here's a Hermes purse. I'm going to Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'm going to say, hey, babe, I'm going to be going to Greece and I'm going to be helping out um, helping out this guy for about, let's say, like 10 days or something like that. And then she'll say, okay. And then I'll come back. I'm traveling comfortably. I have like, you know, credit that miles. Makes sense. Stuff like you're that. supporting yeah. your family with that. Yeah. So it doesn't, like, that's your job. Yeah. You know, even it's for like, me, like when I, when I, my previous relationship, I loved being with my girlfriend as often as I could. I'd love to like bring her around like whenever I went I, out. I know so. you guys made videos and stuff together. Yeah, we well. did that. Yeah. 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 So I love the fact that like she can come with me and she can meet my friends. And I, I'm a very social person. I love to connect people with other people. And I feel like if I, you know, when I, if I were to get married or if I had it, had children with my wife, then, you know, I want her to like, I want my kids to meet like the people that I'm hanging out with. Like it, it, I just love like our family to be very much, they, I want my my lady and my my children to be able to see our children to see like the, through the lens of what I see, right? Of course. So I'm very much into like having everyone stay connected with me and be with me as much as possible. You don't mind me asking, what happened with the girlfriend? Though? So we were no, that's fine. You can ask. Like we were just not very compatible on a long term basis because the thing was like we we didn't really see eye to eye on just certain principles, right. On certain standards of just like living life. Um, we did not see eye to eye on like a lot of things. She was just not very comfortable with, uh, with me just being who I was. And, and because of that, do you think culture had anything to do with that? I invited her to my family. She's seen my Persian culture. She's a Hispanic. So I've met her. <laughs> Here's what's interesting too. Like she comes from a very broken home. Uh, God bless her heart. You know, it's not her fault that this happened, but she comes, she, she comes from a very broken home. Her father left her. Um, so she was raised by her single mom the whole time. And her brother was like her pretty much like her rock uh, that was like there, but she was supporting her little brother too as well. And uh, I never met her mom. Like she was ashamed, I believe of like me meeting her mom for whatever reason. And she just didn't like the fact that I, I think me coming from a two parent household and she saw how like loving and caring my parents were, they wanted her to be involved all the time. Yeah. And I didn't feel, I don't think she really understood the magnitude of what I had until we broke off, broke up. Because I remember we had, my parents paid for our, our hotel to visit them in Puerto Vallarta. We had a really nice hotel. They paid for the room. And I remember my parents were like, hey, we got to go travel to other parts of Mexico. We're going to go to like Mexico City and we're going to leave tomorrow morning at like 4 a.m. So we would love to say bye to you and your girlfriend before we leave. And my girlfriend was just like, 
um, I know this, this may be seem out of context. Nobody knows the whole story behind this besides me, but like, you know, this is just, again, it's an action on an objective basis. She literally did this. She's like, she's like, Oh, I don't feel, I don't really feel too good. I don't, I, I can't get out of the hotel room and say bye to your parents. Like, like, okay. All you have to do is open the door and like 10 feet away, just say like, bye. This is not even a COVID thing either. It's just like, she was just like not mentally wanting to do it. And I took offense to that. And I was like, that, that's not really cool. But back then I was just like, whatever, I'll accept it. It's fine. It's just her being sick. And now when I look at it in retrospect, I'm like, that's her just being very ungrateful. How old were you at the time? Uh, this is literally last year. So it's, oh, okay. I was two, 2021. So I was just like. 30, you know, 31. Yeah, I was 31 years old. And she was very ungrateful about the whole situation. And um, I that, grew- that is disrespectful. Because yeah. Especially if they paid for you guys to be there. But like you said, it's not her fault. though. It's really not. Look, I, I think uh, she can take accountability. If she's, she's an yeah. adult, if she's yeah, fourteen, she's adult, yes. Yeah. If she's fourteen years old, which I hope she wasn't fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but let's hope not. At, yeah. at you know mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You, she was literally the same age as me, okay. guys. Like yeah. she was no, the same. Age. If she's yeah. if she's in her if she's in her if she's thirty years old, thirty one years old, and she doesn't have the respect to literally step out, like you just said, ten feet. Someone gives you a place to you know stay, what? vacation. You know? Thank you so much. Look, I feel I feel terrible that you know uh, that I can't you know come and hug you guys and say, but I just feel horrible right now. I don't feel well, but yeah. thank you so much for everything. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna go back into the room and just get some rest. That alone, that's it. it, it it's 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 worth everything. The, the knowing the fact that you know what, this girl respects me. This girl respects my family and is appreciative of everything that they just did for us on a what week long trip. Yeah, that, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's it's a lot of money. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of uh, lack of gratitude. Should have asked her if she, anyone else has bought her a vacation like that before. Oh, yeah. But no, look, I know that that could create a challenge been. for life because then you're always going to have that conflict of you know values and morals and principles right. and that family bond that. Again, it's not her fault that her parents were that way, but at some age, you either get it, follow your what your parents did, or you do the exact opposite, yeah. and yeah. you appreciate what others have, and you try to emulate that instead of being unthankful. Uh, be yeah, ungrateful I, for. I it. would yeah. say disrespectful, man. That's not yeah. even being ungrateful. But That's being disrespectful. Yeah. It is. It is. No, because here's another thing too. Like guys, that she she helps women. As a coach, oh, she does. She helps women as a coach, and oh. she's like, she's all into spirituality and and being a psychic and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of, I kind of dig the whole spiritual girl vibe. I was like, yo, this is kind of sexy. But then it got to the point where it was like everything was like dictated on like the moon and the oh. stars, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, like, I can't get laid because of the moon being on this. <laughs> I screwed this shit. Yeah. Okay, Cam, what are you eating there? A yeah. steak. Oh, You're not allowed to eat steak. Can't get steak today. The moon is actually north. Northwest today. And I yeah. had oysters. <laughs> nothing going here. Yeah. <laughs> don't you try to play your yeah. game with the oysters. You don't no, think it's... it's uh, You know, speaking of the spiritual thing, so many of them are single, bro. I don't I don't get it. Why so many of them are single? Spiritual. <laughs> you know, it's actually funny you said that because we hung out in Miami, which is one of the funnest vacations that her and I had together. And literally every girl... That was at the dinner table. Was like I remember this was the fun, most fun nights of our relationship because it was like me, her meeting her friends, and uh, there was like about six girls with with her, right? So I was like leading a pack of like girls with me, and we're going to like different clubs in Miami, 
Uh, and it was like, you know, you know, organizing and telling them like not get too drunk and walk onto the street. It was like dealing with like a bunch of children. <laughs> it was really part of the cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then that, like, like it's funny because like Armand said it, like a lot of them are single. I noticed that majority of these women were single. Um, Guys I was very girls. curious about that. I was like, I'm like, why? And a lot, a yeah. lot of spiritual girls are actually very attractive too. And I'm like, damn, like really? I mean, I, I don't know. Not really sure. Maybe they have like two uh, two high standards or something. Argin says, "Hey guys, my wife just joined the live. How do I delete all my comments?" <laughs> Argin, Argin, Good luck, buddy. Listen, you take your phone, iPhone, Samsung, whatever you're using. Nearest toilet. Yeah, throw it in the toilet. It deletes all the comments. Move on, basically. Yeah, move on. Don't worry about it. By the way, we're on. You're, you're just on YouTube. We're on multiple channels. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, and then on, we're on Facebook. Other we're on other Facebook channels as well. So you, you're probably not going to see all the comments there. Yeah, you only gonna see once. Yeah. Vic says sometimes fear and insecurity makes people sabotage their relationship with the people they love without realizing. Yep, big facts. Huge. That was huge. Well said, Vic. Um what else we got? Jake says, uh, why is nuts, guys? Since most of your viewers are men, can you please design the stage table background to macho dark colors, mahogany wood and stuff? Oh, he wants to go darker. <laughs> Jake, if we decide to turn our studio into a uh, cigar lounge, we'll have you come and do all the back, back, yeah. background. Mahogany. That's what I was thinking, Jake. <clears throat> well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that Imagine out. Imagine that if we, that'd be oh, sick. Bro, like a nice cigar, cigar lounge. lounge? We sit here. I literally have my hookah next to me every single episode. <laughs> Yo, John, he said, Look, guys, he, John is so funny. He's like, She's not 14, it's Puerto Vallarta, not Epstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> you got to meet John. He's oh, even yeah. funnier uh, in person. Is he a co-host or like what's no? He's, he's he might as well he's be an attorney. <laughs> he's an attorney. He's one of he's one of our. Oh, I, I, I'm like, dude, this guy's like he's very funny, dude. He's, he's very witty in what he's saying. He's funnier than we are, right? Yeah. yeah, he's he's a he's a friend. He's a viewer. He's a follower. He's, he's, I mean, we met John through through the Wise Nuts. Okay, cool. So there's there's you know there, we've connected a lot of people and a lot of people have connected to us and. Uh, it, it's 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 become like this community thing, man. It's it's insane. I love we it. love it. Man. I yeah. love it. Like, that's why a good community. That's why we do it. Yeah, that's what Joseph it. says people shouldn't look at marriage or a relationship as a chore. Make your partner your best friend, and the marriage will be great. Mm-hmm. Respect each other. Never go to bed angry. Enjoy each other's company. I really like that one. Never go to bed angry. Yeah, that's so important because you know even. Um, even when you're just in a relationship, not in a God, wait, what you gotta, say, you wait, gotta I, I want you one. to say, save that part. Cause I want, I'm very curious to know what the next funny comment John. is. Okay, so I think that you can, sometimes you cannot resolve everything all in one night when you and your partner have like a bad situation. Yeah. But if you can just like tell yourself, like, I'm going to be at peace with myself and we're going to talk about it like civil adults the next day, like you can go to bed peacefully, right? Like there's yeah. no reason to bring like, you know, any kind of frustration into, the, into your bed. Cause that's going to disturb your sleep. You wake up angry and agitated, you know, even when you're, if you're a single man right now and you like just go to bed, like angry and agitated about life, like, there's no point of using your energy like that. Cause anger is a choice. Frustration is a choice. You don't have to be like this. You just choose to do that. Absolutely. The mental state you go to bed, it, it affects the mental state of you waking up as well. Big facts. And yep. the day yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Can, can you, Cause here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to bed pissed off at each other and then you're going to wake up in the morning the, who's the, what's the first who's the first person you're going to see your significant your other wife or your girlfriend and then you're going to and, and then you're going to remember oh we're pissed at each other we didn't we, we didn't really 
we would have lost train of thought. Resolve, we, like we, we didn't really, yeah, resolve, we, didn't really yeah. we didn't really resolve our issue. Yeah. And we went to bed like that. And then the argument's going to continue. The fights are going to continue. Shit's going to be continued to brought up and over and over and over. Arguments, never, arguments can yeah. be healthy too, guys. Yeah. yeah. Arguments can If you never argue, that's that. I don't no, think no, that's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, make up. That's, that's not a healthy relationship. Time. What's a healthy argument? Shit. What do you constitute as a healthy oh. argument? A disagreement. Disagreement about can lead Whether to it's an upbringing argument. of your kids, whether it's okay. the type of, let's say, Candy they want to eat or the chips. Here's, or how long the, you stay out. Yeah, here's a married man. Let me you ask know? you this. Like, it's a lot of stuff. Let me ask you this. Sure. Your girlfriend didn't come out to thank your parents, right? Sure. Let's say, for example, within an hour or two hours, she turns around. She goes, Cam, I'm so sorry. I fucked up so bad. I mm. should have came out and said something. You know what? Call your parents. I want to thank them right now. Right. How do you think the relationship would have continued after that conversation Stronger. compared to how it ended? I mean, I think it would have been, it would have like, I would have perceived her better in that moment, but it's, it's going to take consistency of these kind of things. Correct. But it's something where they basically, you know, stepped up to the plate, put the ego aside and said, you know what? Hey, listen, I screwed up. I know I screwed up. What can I do to make up for whatever I screwed up? And again, this goes vice versa. This goes for guys. This goes for girls. Doesn't matter. Absolutely. Being able to Mm -hmm. put your ego aside and saying, you know what? Hey, listen, I fucked up. I'm sorry. What can I do to make up for it? Or, you know, what's next? I, I don't want to, I don't want us to be bitter, you know, Absolutely. against each other. I love it. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the main, main keys of building a strong relationship in the future. Oh, 100%. And I was always humble enough to make, if I realized, I'm so like this, even as a single man too, like when I was in a relationship or am I sing, when I'm single, if I feel like I messed up in communication, if I wasn't direct enough, if I had any inconsistency in how I deliver my message, and she interpreted in this way that I did not want her to interpret, interpret, and it's reasonable the way she interpreted due to my lack of communication. I will fully take accountability for it and say, you know what, I messed up here. Um, but you know what's funny? Like when we broke up, about a few weeks later, she did hit me up. When I'm back in Arizona, she stayed in Mexico when we, when we separated because we were in Tulum at the time. And um, she called me and she's like, hey, you know, just want to let you know, like I'm I'm sorry about like all this stuff. And I said, hey, you know, it's all good. And she's like, you know, I I I because we were staying. So we were staying in a really nice house in Tulum that was um, owned or was hosted by her business coach and her business coach's husband, who happened to be both like business coaches as well. And um, while when, of course, I'm, I'm not in the picture. She has a she's a single woman now. She's by herself in Mexico with a dog and and uh, the two other people that she's staying with. And these other two people, like the couple, they, they end up going to America, to, to Vegas to do a conference. So now she's in this big house by herself. So she's I'm sure she felt lonely. And she called me and she said, Hey, I'm sorry about like, you know, I real, I realized that, you know, the way um, my business coach, she was like helping her husband and she was getting juices for him. And she was like, you know, getting coconuts and bringing to him and making dinner. Like I realized I didn't do enough of that for you in the relationship. And like, when you asked me to make, let's say a meal for you, when you were done coaching, like I would give you a hard time about it. And I'm sorry for that. I'm like, yeah, no, it's all good. I appreciate it. And she's like, you know, but I would love to get back with you and like make it work. And I told her like, I, I don't see you that way anymore. And she, one of the things that she told me, she's like, I'm exhausted being in this relationship with you, Cam. She's like, I'm exhausted. And the moment I heard that, I'm like, okay, then let's end this relationship. Because there's no point in me trying to be resilient and get into my ego and get prideful of this, say, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to keep making it work. And uh, I remember what led her to saying that was, you guys, you guys won't believe this. It's, it's really freaking crazy. But we were in Mexico um, in um, this is another time we're in Puerto Vallarta, not the same story, but a different time we're in Puerto Vallarta for a wedding. And um, 
I was being her hype man where I was like saying, yeah, you know, this girl, she does like my girlfriend. She's really good. She's a, she's a psychic healer. She's very spiritual. And I'm speaking and I can speak fluent Spanish too. We were talking about that earlier before the podcast. Like I, my Farsi is not as good as my Spanish because I'm Persian. Right. So I speak better Spanish and I'm speaking Spanish with all my Mexican friends that invited me to the wedding. And my girlfriend or ex girlfriend at the time, she was like, she, she didn't like the fact that I put her in the spotlight of making her like look good in front of everybody. I'm not making it awkward either. I'm not saying like, yeah, you know, everybody should buy her services and make sure you talk to her only. I'm just saying, yeah, my girl right here, like she's, she's this, she's that. And she does these great things. And then she later told me like, we're back in the house. She's like a week later, a few days later when we're in Tulum, she told me, like, you know, that night you mentioned that you were like talking to me about your friends or talking to me to your friends, talking about me to your friends. And I said, yes. She said, I didn't like that. I'm like, what? You don't like that? I'm like boosting you. Complimenting you. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't like that. Stop doing that. And I'm like, you know what? This girl is such a pain in the ass. I'm thinking this in my head. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I can be myself around you. And then she's like, kick you know, her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> she tells you she's exhausted. Yeah. And she's like, Cam, oh, she's like, Cam, geez. I'm exhausted. So exhausted, Cam. Yeah. And I was <laughs> stop complimenting me. Yeah. And I was like, I oh, need to get the man. fuck out of this relationship. Oh, so I went to the gym um for about like three hours to stay away from that house. I'm like, I get, got to clear my head. So I got myself like a protein shake. I'm like fucking sitting down. I'm like, I'm not even ready to go back home. I had my bicycle like outside, like that rented, ready to bike back to the house. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm Roll staying back here. to freaking LA. <laughs> Going to the ocean with the bicycle. Next yeah. he's at the TJ board. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Tulum, but it's like by the beach, right? But I'm just like, I'm not going to fucking go back to that house until I make a decision whether it's yay or nay in this relationship. And I'm like, nay. So I went back and I'm like, yo, we're breaking up. And uh, and she's like, okay, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what her reaction. What was your? Okay, you went in there. Was it? Was it? Okay, cool. We're breaking up. She was like, she was understanding. She's like, okay, like, all right, I understand. And um, and I'm like, you know, look, this is really sad for me because I I generally express I'm like, hey, this is really sad for me because I thought that we would get married, we would have kids, and like I really saw you as my wife, my lady for the rest of my life. And she's like, yeah, no, I understand. And um. I had tears like going down my eyes. I wasn't like crying my fucking eyes out and shit, but I had tears down my eyes and I, and she was so stone cold and she just didn't give a fuck in my opinion, like the way I perceived it. And then I asked her like, when she called me, she's like, I miss you and I'm sorry about everything. I'm like, yo, you know, you didn't show me any like, like expression of sadness. She's like, I, I just had to hold it in. I just couldn't do it or Shut whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like this fucking girl, it just needs like male validation and attention right now. And she's alone in a fucking foreign country with a dog right now. And she has to carry two, three luggages with her. Chihuahua? Yeah. So we can't uh, fuck the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Cam's doing. It's a dachshund. It was such a cute dog. It was a dachshund poodle mix. I miss, I miss that dog a lot. But uh, yeah, it was a dachshund poodle mix, and it's like this wiener dog that's literally like the most awkward shaped dog ever. So like his fucking like snout, like his mouth just extends so far and far out. You can see like his he his mouth, his bottom part of his mouth doesn't even connect with the top part. <laughs> oh so it's like, like, so like he's got like these teeth sticking out. <laughs> Overbite type. Okay, thing. Overbite, exactly. Jeez, oh, I've got a dog with an overbite. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it sucks what you went through, but at the same time, I'm I'm glad you're out of a you know, uh, sorry to say, toxic relationship. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you know, uh, I think she cared more about herself than she did about you. And you know, and I'm fact, sure she has her side to say. About uh, yeah, oh, for sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm well, sure. Let's but, call her right now. <laughs> Ooh. That's what Armand would say. This is Ryan's roses. See who she says the roses to. I'm calling with Tiffany's flowers and us. <laughs> you want a 
Hundred roses. Who do you want to send it to? I'm gonna send it to Jojo. No, send it to Cam. Send it to Jose in Tulum. Oh yeah, maybe uh, there was a Jose in Tulum while you were there on that bicycle. Uh, damage was done already at that point. Damage yeah, was done at this point. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, what else we got? We got anything else before we call it a night? Argin says, "If uh, you don't hear from me, please factory reset my phone." It's like that burial thing. Where it's like <laughs> but, you guys dead. This phone is dead. Like just make sure <laughs> just can access my phone. I love John's medical alert bracelet. It says, "Delete my browser history." <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that one, Cap? Which one? Which one? John's. John's uh, I'm looking at medic, looking medic bracelet says delete my browser. History. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that one was good. You I know, saw that one. That people was have one. like you know, give me an insulin shot, whatever they need to survive. Emergency. Yeah. Emergency. That's what John's. Is. <laughs> He's like that question. MIB men in black like flashing yeah. thing. Whatever. Yeah. Literally. John's life. So John's who was a life better alert. coach? You or the ex? Who was a better coach? Nah, uh, it's not even a question to ask, man. Yeah, well, I mean, she was probably well, in the uh, industry longer than you. I'm guessing. So, no? so here's the thing. Like, um, so Vic's point was that she was in competition with me. Like, I do believe that she was in competition with me. Um, just not in terms of like who can be a better coach, but more in just like there was a, a combative, um, not a graceful, excuse me, not a graceful, uh, feminine, uh, femininity that was coming on her end. And I do think as a man, I could have done better. I could have like handled situations better. So I definitely don't think that I was this perfect angel the whole time that did no wrong or whatever. Uh, but I did like always make efforts to make it work. I was always putting in effort to like try my best to be a good boyfriend to her. Um, but as far as like who was a better coach, um, she's been in the game longer than I have because she had a business mentor before I did. She, I, I, there are things I have to thank her for. Like she, like there are moments where like I realized that there were some shitty people in my life and thanks to her like revealing because again, she's very spiritual, right? So she's all about energy and stuff. Like she's like, I can tell that this guy is like really negative energy and he's like this kind of user. And I, was, I never saw that guy in that light. And then I started looking at him and I started focusing on his energy, like in that fashion. I'm like, you know, this guy's a little bit of like a screwy person. But I'm going to, don't you think maybe she led you to those decisions in a sense Lo to what decisions, as far as the person you, you can, if someone's, coaching you into believing who that person is mm -hmm. maybe like it's some indoctrination yeah. right there's definitely some indoctrination on her end that she was like trying to get me to like be more this way i remember like the people she <laughs> was trying to get out of your life could have been com maybe competition or could have brought her true identity out yeah well, well check this out like okay so here's a good good example and i and, and this is a great example for people to take away that maybe they're single or they're married whoever's watching this like I remember, so we were moving to Tulum, right, for a few months. And she said, Abe, I found this house in Tulum. It's cheap. And I said, okay, so how much was it? It was like, I think like 400 bucks or 800 bucks for, it was $800 for like a month. Um, for like, let's say like per month, $800, big house in Tulum. And I was like, and I'm like, okay, cool. And she said, here's the catch though. It's a, it's a vegan house, meaning like you cannot have any animal products in there. That's V that's, that's, and if you have no animal products in there, how the hell are you going to know? How are these people going to know? Exactly. I, I asked that, right? She's like, I don't want to be dishonest and like bring some animal products. I mean, no butter, no animal tested shampoos or whatever the case may be. It's like I have to have my Sultani and my Kubita. <laughs> yeah, I, right, right. So here's the thing. Like I was debating her this whole time and I said, I need to. So what am I going to do? I get some tacos and I have to eat outside like the freaking house the whole time. I can't even eat in my own house. And she's like, no, you cannot. And I'm like, what the fuck? So next house. Yeah, right. I. 
So I ended up agreeing. Like we were literally arguing about this for about 45 minutes to an hour. And then I finally caved in. I'm like, you know what? In my head thinking like, whatever, let me just, it's cheap. It's affordable. It's a nice house. And also we're going to stay with her, with her business coaches. But you're convincing yourself at that point. Correct. Oh, Correct. Geez, so man. I, you're, you're digging yourself into a hole. Yeah. Absolutely. And I take full responsibility on that too. And I could have just stood my ground and said, I'm not doing that. But then money was an issue for me because I was leading the relationship with me spending a lot of the money anyways. And like, you know, helping build a relationship through my financial resources. So back then I wasn't like really... I wasn't really in my masculine identity that like that well, like I wasn't really dialed in. So this was like early in the year of last year. And I was just like, you know, really like I got lost in this relationship. And then finally, um, when I got there, you know, I, I thought, you know, I can handle this. This is not that bad. But again, like this girl was just not compatible for me uh, because she saw me, she put me through all these hoops and hurdles and stuff. And I allowed it to happen. I made the choice to do that. So that's when I think she just realized that like when I, when I wanted to just compliment her and, you know, help her look, look better in front of authentically look, help her look better in front of my friends. She was just like, no, I don't want to be part of this whole thing because he's just not, you know, he's not doing, he's, I think she just wanted to like have me at the tip of her finger to like the thumb or whatever to do. She's trying to control you. The whole exactly. Time. It was a whole control, control thing the whole time. So I still believe in relationships. I still believe in marriage. Um, I love, mar I love seeing couples together. I love seeing people together. And I love seeing men and women in harmony with one another as well. So there's, I've never saw, cause there are guys out there. They're going to see my, they're going to be in my shoes coming let's say from bad divorces or bad relationships. And they're like, fuck women, fuck this. And they're going to judge. I'm like, when I broke up with her, I was like, now it's time to find another compatible woman. And I literally, this just may seem wild to people and to the viewers, like maybe to you guys too. I went on Bumble like 30 minutes after the breakup. When I got to an Airbnb, I just went on Bumble and I started swiping. I found a girl and we started she was like in Tulum. <laughs> she was and yeah there's a lot of girls on bumble that are in tulum and um and we went salsa dancing that night and i was just i loved it it was some, it was an amazing experience i felt like a fucking free bird out of a cage i felt like literally i was in a trap cage the whole time but you were ready for that relationship to end way before that See, i you yeah. put you minimum put, three to sorry, six months sorry to say this man because mm -hmm. obviously you and i we've known each other for a very right. very long it's all 10 plus, 10 plus years mm -hmm. but you know, following you on social media and seeing what you were posting with her, mm -hmm. bro, it, it was you. it was a, it was a show. It wasn't you. You were basically. trapped in a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was not the true. You're saying it was not the true state of like exactly. Absolutely how happy not. You were. No, it wasn't because from what you're telling me, from the mm -hmm. conversations you would have with her mm -hmm. and the confrontations that you would have with her and the issues that you, were, I mean, you're sitting here talking about a vegan house. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with saying? Oh, you know what? No, we're not going to stay at this house. I get it. I'd rather pay $200 more mm -hmm. and stay in a house where I could have my tacos instead yeah. of, you know, sitting in my balcony and eating tofu, eating tofu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Literally, yeah. Which, which is one thing I think a lot mm -hmm. of guys are having an issue with is mm -hmm. being trapped in a toxic relationship that they're afraid of getting out of. Oh, I think that's, sure. I think, I think you were holding on to that relationship mm -hmm. thinking I could make it work. I can make it work. Yes, I absolutely. Make it work. Where absolutely. in reality, bro, she was trying to change you. Yes, 100%. And then here, here's a good example of she was trying to change me. She's like, Cameron, have you ever heard of semen retention? And I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> what and she's like, semen yeah. Retention? So, yeah, she was like, tell me. Arm, you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> she, was, what is semen retention? Yeah, she was like, telling me that, um, you know, you're pretty much not going to ejaculate whenever you're having sex with me. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I got to bust a nut. What the hell? I'm not going to like hold my comeback. Like, if I want to come, I want to come. A, a booger to and she's like, she's like, she's That's like, 
that's yeah, that's explain to them what, yeah, what it is. I, I don't I don't even still to this day even really know what it means in that context of what she was saying. But she's pretty much what's the point me, of it though. She says that like when you hold your I think from what I recall, so you know, I may be mistaken on this, but I believe like when you hold in from from coming, like what ends up happening is like you I don't even fucking know, man. It's just okay, like I'll tell you what it does. Is what it's supposed to do. Go a, a, it's supposed to potentially increase your testosterone. Right. B, yeah. it's supposed to help you as far as control your ejaculation, so you can control your stamina, how long you can go. Versus, I mean, partially it's true. Cam, because were you quick, man, Cam? I quick? <laughs> Definitely not. I take my sweet ass fucking time. Just like you're mentioning the whole foreplay thing, I take my sweet time with like everything, man. <laughs> so even even if you uh, listen to the author, uh, "Men Are from Mars," women are, women are from Venus. From Venus yeah. I think it's his second book. He talks about that. He's like, as a guy, you don't want to be that you know quick in and out because that's not it's not good for you. You want to be able to sustain yourself, and the way you do it is the semen retraction yeah. is to keep yourself from, you know, whatever you, sorry guys, maybe TMI. Too graphic. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't get into So you just, you could, you could pull out and just continue pleasing her and then go back in. And then you're basically training your body to not climax quickly. Mm. And that helps develop your stamina. It's good for your testosterone. And it's good for your mind. And that's what oh, she was basically trying wait, to do. Wait, but you. what does it do yeah, to you? She was trying to get me to do that, but you know, our our in my opinion, but our it's sex medically healthy, guys. I I don't know. It's not an issue. You're not listen. This whole blue ball thing. How many of you guys have had blue balls? <laughs> like legitimately not have real, blue balls? Is it? Well, not legitimately. Blue, blue balls yeah. meaning, term. meaning the term. No, it what? means it means. What blue, does it mean? Blue meaning you haven't had you action for a while. Had action for a while. That's not what it means. No, blue balls is when a girl teases you, right? Yeah. And you're like, you're about to get some, but then she like retracts and she's like, never well, mind. And supposedly getting... your testicles hurt. I mean, who's, yeah. who well, yeah, doesn't yeah. just go it's, home and rub well, one out? It means, yeah, it means it's, it's, go it's lay both. Down. Oh, blue balls. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 yeah, no, it's, it's both. Basically, when they say, say you have blue balls, they say, yeah, you got teased and then you didn't climax or you basically <laughs> haven't done it in a while. Your wife walked into. No, I remember. Weird. I know. I'm Surprise. sorry, baby. I'm I sorry. remember blue balls. Dude, this being, was not a conversation yeah. we were having about 30 minutes ago. I remember blue balls <laughs> being meaning like she took you there and then she said, "All right, we're done." And you're like, "No, no, we're not." Yeah, we're yeah not. it's that as well. It's that. That's as well. what I and it's like supposed to be painful and stuff. But, no, no, it's not. But it, it pisses you the off. The fact that it's <laughs> it's more of a mental fuck. You can thing. fix yeah. that real quick. Yeah, you just punch the drywall instead of her. Do you see uh, John's comment about the Mars Venus? Oh my God, this what is, is so it? funny. Which one? The, the Mars sorry. Venus guy wrote a second book <laughs> about, about Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> John, did you read that, or you were the one that read it on audiobook? Jeez, he had it in his car while listening to the wife. So to Joseph, Joseph, who's saying, um, he's like uh, directing this to me. He's like, one recommendation for this guest: have him take hypnotherapy classes and use that in his coaching. It'll change his game and make him completely different from the competition. So actually, Joseph, there, I think there are dating coaches out there that definitely incorporate like meditation, like therapy, hypnotherapy, and everything. I personally have worked with a hypnotherapist before, but not for the reason of the relationship. Just for like this is like three years ago, I tried it. Me personally, I did not get anything out of it. And that's not to knock anyone who's into hypnotherapy or teaches it. It just personally didn't work for me. But what we do in our coaching, um, we do trauma clearing. 
And, uh, but before I can teach trauma clearing, I had to really clear the trauma from like, you know, this relationship, this whole show, like, as you stated, it's very accurate. It was mostly a show. Like when I, when, um, you know, I, in the beginning we were happier, but, um, I made her my girlfriend way too soon. That was the biggest problem. I made you her my her, you introduced her to family too soon and it wasn't yes. done mutually She's, as well. If you're here's the thing. What do you mean mutually? She, you, like you never you met said, her mom. You never met her. Right. Mom. Exactly. Okay. Correct. Here's Correct. the thing. Yeah. When you're when you're this ready. It's turning into an intervention. Seriously, bro. <laughs> it's like it's like Bring it's the love line. Cam came here. Bro, it's love line. <laughs> and here we are solving all this issues. This is love line with the wise nuts. Uh see no Bring because the pillow, Edgar. <laughs> Because here's the thing: if you, Arma's shoulders, if really you are soft. ready to commit to her and basically say, mm -hmm. "Hey, listen, this is my family. This is my mom. This is my dad. These are my siblings. This right. is my uncle Joe. This is my aunt, you know, Sarah. Whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Yet she's not willing to introduce you to, let's say, for example, yeah, you were saying there's no father figure in her life, and you know, you never met her mom, but you know what? I got an uncle. I got an aunt who I'm very, very close with. I would love for you to meet them because right. they were like the parents I never had. Right. Mm -hmm. If that wasn't done, that, that bro, that's a red flag right away. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. This doesn't make that much of a difference, but it still makes somewhat of a difference. So her mom, I have spoken to the mom on the phone before, and uh, the mom was very generous. I remember one time her brother and the brother's girlfriend came to visit us in Arizona. when We, we lived in North Scottsdale at the time. And uh, the mom, so the, the mom packed, her mom packed all this like meats and, and vegetables and chips and snacks, like easily $400 worth of, like three to $400 worth of groceries for, um, for uh, Super Bowl weekend. It was Super Bowl weekend. And um, they brought like, there was like five coolers and all this stuff. And then I, and I, we called them on. We, so the next day it's, it's me, my ex, my girl at the time and her brother and his girlfriend were going to the lake in Arizona to go like kayaking and paddleboarding. And I remember, um, I, I told her, Hey, let me thank your mom and say like, thank you for all this. And we call, we called on the, we talked, we spoke on the phone for a solid, like five to 10 minutes. I still haven't met her, which is the more important thing, but yeah, it's a definitely a red flag. And I learned a lot through this relationship. In fact, I'm very grateful and blessed that I went through this whole thing with her because, um, I think just as a kid, I wanted to be with a, with a girl so bad and have a girlfriend. Like it was like such a rush process for me. Cause I wanted to like get the idea of like always having a girlfriend and like bringing my girl to my, my parents and showing her and stuff. And I think there was that whole need for validation and approval and everything like that. Right. But after being like, I gone through my own forms of mentorship with coaches that I trust. And after that breakup was, was done. Um, I realized that like, you know, again, I, I still had those insecurities that were minimized, but not to the point where it was like in control where I can literally live my life more liberated and more, comfortable with myself without having, again, fear, judgment, uh, validation, approval, approval, and people pleasing. So now it's at, at a point where I can give that knowledge back to those guys and say to my clients and say, guys, listen, like, please don't rush in relationships. Like there are good women out there and there'll be great women who will take care of you. Uh, they will be nurturing to you and be very feminine to you, but just don't rush the process. Cause I've made my mistakes like that. See, have you ever thought about maybe, you know, going back into the dating game and possibly going after somebody in your culture? Maybe somebody from Iran. Too you bad. Have, you have you have more you know connections to as far as not only on a cultural level but mm. maybe on a you know. Well, I am dating. Here's I think that everyone has their own definition of dating, but I'm definitely dating. Um, I I meet women on dating apps. I'll meet women in person. There's a whole variety of ways that I would I would meet a woman like at, in Old Town Scottsdale at clubs. Unfortunately, in in Scottsdale, there's not there are Iranians, but you don't really see them like in Old Town all the time. Say Iranian like, again. 
<laughs> say Iranian again. Iranian? But anyways, yeah. So. But bro, Arizona, if you you live near ASU, is that where you live? Dude, kayaking in the lakes. I'm going to get your kayaking the lake in Arizona is called smuggling. Jesus Christ, man. This guy's on fire, dude. Yo, John. We're used to I it, hope man. I meet you in person, man. You're on fire, dude. Um, is there say, say your question again, Armand? No, not a question. It was a statement. That uh-huh. ASU, I mean, you've got oh, man. So the women there so are much, oh, so choices. much to pick from. It's Holy a, crap. The women in Arizona are insanely, Mills Lane? insanely hot. Huh? Mills Lane? Uh, it's a different Mill Ave. It's Mills, a yeah, Mill Ave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, that's I, a great yeah. spot. Mill Ave is good, but the thing is, here's the thing, Edgar. Like the girls there are like way too young, man. Like the college girls are like 21. They're well, yeah, super, for you, like, definitely. But dude, I mean, I went to Varsity Tavern, which is a big bar in Mill Ave, and it's like the most one of the most popular bars that you can go to. And I was like, man, I feel so freaking old being here. But when I'm in, <laughs> and I'm 32, and these girls are like what 21, 22, old, or whatever. You're 50 percent older than them. <laughs> well, almost. Fifty oh, percent. Well, that's true. That's a yeah. That's double. Right, almost double. Um, you know, for me, my ideal type of girls right now are like girls that are like 23, 24, 25, 26, but they're in Old Town, and their mindset's a bit different than girls Old Town Scotts, which yeah. is more of a mature vibe. Um, but I like everything, man. I, I there's a lot of cougars in, Cougar. in in Arizona, like a lot of cougars there, man. I love Scottsdale. Definitely yeah, has a lot of good cougars over there. But you know, for me, Arno, like. <clears throat> When culture is important for sure, like is it is it easier to get connected with a woman who's Iranian and like literally knows everything about like Noru's and knows about like Persian music and everything? That's cool and that's awesome. But I believe before culture, your your character and your identity is the most important thing. So yeah, like I can like try to find a girl who's Iranian, but if she's just not good up here, like mentally, right? Then that's her what culture every, is not going to. That's what every girl though. Correct. Every girl. Yes. You could you can be yeah. you could be Iranian, you could be Hispanic, you could be Chinese, Egyptian, like Chinese. Whatever. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. If right. a girl's not right up here, she's not gonna be it doesn't mm. matter what culture you are. But I think culture uh, does help. Yeah, man. I'm just culture I'm just help. saying it's more of a in look, what way though does it help? Because I want to get your opinion on that too. But yeah. go ahead, Arno. Conversation with see, my wife and I we've been married for 10 plus years, right? Right. Till today, there are things in our culture, in the Armenian culture, where we'll talk about it. And we'll freaking laugh our asses off, right, bro. Right. And laughter is one of the greatest things in a relationship that heals keeps everything. healthy. Absolutely. You could be pissed at each other all you want, but a, a, just remembering, you know, a joke or something that happened in the past together and you just laugh about it heals a lot. And Definitely. like I said, going back to what I was mentioning, as far as cultural things, like it'll be the smallest thing, whether it's with one of my clients or one of her patients where it's relatable culturally or we'll be like, could you imagine if an Armenian did this? Or like, imagine if you're Iranian, yeah, yeah. right? Could you imagine if an Iran? And like, you'll think of like a grandma, a grandpa, a mom, a dad, yeah. an aunt, <laughs> and you'll laugh about it. And the only people that could relate to it is YouTube. Just YouTube. Like, imagine, picture this, bro. You're at a restaurant, you're with your girl. And, you know, I know your Farsi is rusty, but imagine like you're sitting down with her, she's sitting across the table, and then you see like somebody walk past you and you want to say something about that person, yeah. but you can't say it in English, right? But you say it in Farsi to her and you both start cracking up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an advantage, it, man. Again, I'm not yeah. saying, <laughs> I'm not saying to be closed minded people. I'm not saying, Oh, don't go date outside of your culture. I'm just saying there's something about, you know, dating somebody who's from your 
culture that See, just makes it feel different. Another thing, like you got holidays, right? Mm -hmm. Holidays, when you and your wife or girlfriend celebrate the same holidays, it's mm -hmm. much easier. Mm -hmm. But if you have two different cultures that clash, then you're going to have issues. She's going to want you to. But is it clashing, though? It's just two different cultures, but are they clashing? Unless you're willing to have those cultures come together at your place every single time, you're going to have clashes. Well, the thing, well, here's the thing. When you look at when you look at people outside of America as far as cultures, what what are some of the things that they have in common? It's food, it's family, and it's respect. Those are the three main things that they have. Whether you're Korean, whether you're Iranian, whether you're Armenian, whether you're Middle Eastern, Greek, doesn't matter. It's food, it's family, and it's respect. And that's mm -hmm. why Armenians yeah. and Hispanic people tend oh, to we have tend to great, <clears throat> yeah. great relationships because the three pillars you're talking about are present in those two cultures. Yeah. So three I, or five pillars. Well, I mean the ones he mentioned. Well, mine's oh, three, yours are mine, three. Mine yeah. are three. You have pillars. a shorter version. Yeah, yeah. Shorter <laughs> version. It's a quickie. John, you hear that? Arna's got shorter pillars. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you have a soundboard this whole bro. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, we should have been using well, this. You thing. think you're on the Joe Rogan show? <laughs> no soundboard. You want to try one? Yeah. Go which one? Which take? You pick. <laughs> there you go, man. Audience is even even shouting like at us. But again, it's, 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 I know you're the dating coach, uh, but it's just for, for me to you, it's basically maybe a, a recommendation. Camera on June. Listen, <laughs> you are taking it easy with the Persian girl. You take him to Ravekhone, have one glass of tea with Nog. That's it. You finish everything. Nob? <laughs> if it comes, not, here's not, the thing. Not, like, I know. Nabat. Nabat. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that earlier. I think, uh, yeah. I'm like, I know that. So here's here's a two kinds of people. Tell us what you want to get out of this show tonight, and we'll tell you how to date, how to you know <laughs> meet the family. <laughs> Next, you got to hire us to hire you to hire somebody else. <laughs> you got to hear some of the comments. They're like, the wisest they're gonna charge this guy for all this. I think uh, the two kinds of women that I I'm very culturally uh, close with could be Iranian women or like any. I would say mostly Hispanic women, uh, but Mexican women in general, because I know the Mexican music uh, a lot, like banda, um, uh, what's it, banda, and then corridos. Like I like, um, and then also in general, it's not Mexican, but I like reggaeton a lot. So I can relate to Hispanic women a lot since my Spanish is very strong and is fluent. Uh, but then with Iranian women, uh, because it's in my culture, I love the Persian culture. I mean, I even have like a freaking tattoo in ancient Persian, like on my collarbone, like right over here too. So I love Iran. I love Persia. I love learning about my empires. I love learning about the backstory of everything. So if there were like, if I do meet an Iranian woman, cool, that's awesome. But then again, like based on what we both agree on that principle, her, her femininity, her mindset is going to paramount over anything, over culture. So culture will only go so far. Yeah. But I do agree with you in those moments. I've been there, Arna, where I'm just like, fuck, I wish I could. I wish this girl would understand like this reference of this like joke right now if I were to give her. But I would tell her it would be like it would be awkward. It would be like, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. It's in Farsi, but it's like you won't understand it. So I'm going to have to explain it to you in English. Bro, that's like, so it's like those bro, moments, like, right? Lost in translation. Yeah, Lost like, in translation. Exactly. And I feel like you're not ready for a real serious relationship. Reason being, uh, when you're ready for it and you're not dating Persian girls right now because you don't want to let them down. Because then the family will step in. Because we have those 
steps. Right? Is that is that is that that's your, the way I, I'm looking not, at it? Not the no, new generation. No, no, no. no, no. But you still Wait, always saying that about me or just yeah, saying yeah, about yeah, your... no about you. Like oh. satisfying the parents is part of our culture. No, I you don't have do not care about that at all. At all, I do not care about satisfying anybody, but making sure that I'm in alignment with what. I'm, I want my whole thing is like, yes, I want my parents to be happy, but that's not my responsibility for people's happiness. When I say like, I'm not responsible for anyone's happiness, that literally means including my parents, grandma, I love you all. Like I love everybody in my family. But again, like I'm living my own life and it's my, not my priority to make other people happy. But at, at the end of the day, it would be great if my parents found like my girlfriend to be respectful, to be caring and be nice. Cause at the end of the day, like if my partner is, a, if, if I view her as a woman who really is compatible with me, that's all that matters. And she views me as compatible for her, then that's very important too. Because he's not marrying the girl for the parents. He's marrying the girl yes, for himself. Correct. So, yeah. and, and that's one of the reasons why the divorce rates in, you know, in the Armenian culture, Iranian culture, and foreign cultures is so high in, in the United States is because. But it's not back home. Because right. parents get involved in the kids' relationships too much, man. As soon as, yeah. you know, mother-in-laws, father-in-laws, brothers, sisters, doesn't matter who it is, they get involved in your relationship or they start giving you advice, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. You, you have to be able to communicate yourselves as a husband, as a wife, as a fiancé, as boyfriend and girlfriend. It doesn't matter. Don't go to other people for advice. Talk it out together. Yeah, that's kind of what Nas was asking is yeah, what Edgar yeah. asked, which is, you feel like there's more weight uh, when you date somebody from the Persian cult, Iranian culture because of the expectations or? That's pretty much, yeah. And she also, sorry, Naz, I forgot to ask your question earlier. She had asked about uh, whether you coach anybody that's in a relationship or just guys who need to learn how to talk to girls. So I have clients. Um, okay. So predominantly my clients are not in relationships, but that's not because they don't want to be, or because they don't like relationships just because they haven't gone there and their skill levels mentally are not there. The leadership skills, like just their understanding of themselves is not there yet. But I have like clients right now that are in relationships and they ask me like how to manage it, how to make sure that, you know, she is in harmony and synchronicity with him. Uh, and then as far as like the culture uh, question goes, uh, is there more weight because they're in the same culture as me, right? Like yes. the parents yeah, yeah. are putting more pressure. Yeah. Well, it's not just the parents are putting pressure. It's more so about the expectation of like, look, and this is unfortunately changing in the Armenian culture too. It before, and in some parts of Armenia still till today, mm. like a girl cannot just date. Okay. Like you can't date five guys and marry the sixth guy. Mm. It has to be you marry the you. Date half past the first guy and you're married two weeks into it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the type of pressure. But again, this new it's generation, yeah, it's right. not that way anymore, at least not for the most part. But but it's still, the pressure is a little bit different right. when you're dating somebody out of your race, out of your culture versus right. somebody in your own culture because you may know, you may have mutual friends, mutual cousins and whatnot. You don't want it to You don't want to run into them at a <laughs> wedding 10 years down the line. You know After what I'm saying? half right. a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> hey, weren't you guy that dated my cousin? See? Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. An awkward moment right there. Yeah, I, I think uh I think there only be so here's the way I would answer that. Like I think there's only weight to it if you allow the allow it to have weight to it. So I know I have Persian friends that they say, Yo, Cam, like, you know, I like to date black women. I'm like, cool. Okay, yeah. so go date them. And he's like, 
well, you know, I have like, you know, my parents, they give me like a hard time about it. I'm like, bro, who are you here to please? Like, are you like, you're pretty not dating much the, the same. parents. Basically. Yeah, you're, exactly. And, and I'm like, look, <laughs> if you like black women, go date black women. And there are great and wonderful black women out there that you can find compatibility with. And I said, look, there's also great Persian women that you will find that are very compatible too. But I think go, you should go based on the character of the woman. Like, again, it's all character, character. Like if that's the most important thing. And at the end of the day, like you cannot go out there with the expectation of pleasing everybody. You just can't. Cause that's when you're going to be like running, you're going to be running, running circles the whole time. And you're going to be always behind. You're it's never going to be ahead for disaster, man. It is it's, it's very a much recipe for disaster. You're spiraling out of control at that point. Absolutely. It's like, do you, do you coach the woke or no? <laughs> I saw that question. That's, been asked. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I, I think, yeah. think Jake asked that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jake asked that earlier. I think you should, that should be when you said red flags, like just approach the girl and ask, you blue or red? <laughs> <laughs> or just have two pills, red and blue. Which, which one you want? Yeah. Take the blue one. Mm. You're, yeah. You're still in the matrix. Yeah. yeah, that's all in the matrix. Still in the matrix. Do I coach to woke? I don't really get into politics with my clients. I don't ask them, like, did you vote blue or vote red? But I can usually gauge based on like how free spirited they are. Like if they're on the Zoom call and a mask on. Dude, I've never had that. I'll get you. If I saw that, if I saw that, I'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are you trying not to get laid, man? What the fuck <laughs> is that? He's, he's at the bar. Dating. He's like, I'll take an old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> Hold the alcohol. <laughs> Can I get a vodka martini? Hold the vodka. I would like tell him like, okay, so if you, I'm like, I would ask him like, you're going to literally go on this date with a mask on. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm just telling you right now. Like no matter how <laughs> much you late. just put the condom on, go home. Yeah. <laughs> Figure things out on your own. <laughs> just rub one out. Uh, yeah. What did man. you guys call that thing you were talking about? Go, go, uh, go, uh, the blue belt. No, 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 no. The oh, the ball. semen retention. <laughs> Go, go, go retention yourself. Actually, and it's funny because the guys are commenting that they say my ex-girlfriend was woke. Actually, she was not woke at all. So these spiritual people, by the way, are extremely anti-woke. So yes. they are very, very, very anti-woke in the sense that they believe like the government's out to get you. Like they're more on the libertarian side, if anything. So my this is actually one of the best ways my my ex-girlfriend and I, we connected connected for so for the period of time that we did is because like we would talk about the government against us. We talk about like you know, free speech. We talked about how like people would be like trying to censor people and stuff. And I'm against all that shit too. So she's not, she was definitely not woke, but she was uh, crazy. That's for sure. That's like a title for it. She says, here's a tip for picking up the woke. Just tell them my pronouns are you and me. My prepositions are in and out. Yo, this guy, how's this guy coming up with this so fast, man? He's in the chat. GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Ninette says, I feel like parents will always come around when you go against their wishes and dating other cultures. That is, I agree with that. I, I mean, I if, if they that. see you're content, yeah. you're happy in your relationship, yeah. eventually they'll come around. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And, but if they, if they butt in and they try to basically throw a wrench in the chain again, it's ultimately every parent wants the happiness yeah. of their child. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to, yes, you really. don't want to, yeah. yeah. Do they? Not every <laughs> What do you say to those parents that will, I mean, okay, normal. You've parents. seen that picture <laughs> when normal parents wants the happiness. Of their there, there's this picture that goes around occasionally on social medias, the the the, guy, the groom and the bride, and the mom of the groom is just holding the groom's hand like, 
<laughs> all the comments are all, all about you know what, what, what's the title of the uh, meme i forgot i forgot what it was i know what you're, you're right talking you know about. which one i'm referring yeah, yeah, yeah. to i mean there's 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 parents like that who just get involved in every decision and then there's couples where either the son or the the groom or the bride mm -hmm. will get their parents involved in everything mm -hmm. every stupid little thing it's like hey ma hey hey it's like if if you fucking cut the umbilical cord, if bro. your wife is on the phone with her mom every single day for more than two to three hours, issue two to three hours. Oh yeah, bro. I bro one hours my, hours minutes. <laughs> bro, I had a okay. Listen to this. I had a friend where I, I'm I'm not joking you, bro. Like there was times where he would come to me, we would talk, and he would say, "Bro, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm going fucking crazy." I'm like, "What's wrong?" He goes, "Dude, like my wife is on the phone with her mom." And they're not talking to each other. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, she's just on speaker on the countertop while she's cooking dinner. I'm like, what? what they're not talking? He goes, no, they'll talk. They'll talk for hours a day. But like, she's just there yeah. on speaker in the house. He's like, I walk into the house. Like, it's like, so maybe she's giving <laughs> recipes. Bro. It's like, who's on the phone? And then she goes, recipes for disaster. Yeah. She goes, yeah, he goes, who's on the phone? It's like, oh, my mom's on the phone. Oh, mom, say hi. And then, you know, the mother in law will be like, you know, like, oh, hi, is he home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah basically, exactly. Oh, you have to hang up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're here from work? And, and then yeah. she was like, okay, you know what? I'll leave These you guys. Yeah. On so don't angry, forget bro. to don't forget to clean the placenta of my daughter. It's still there. <laughs> Did you clean the toilet today? Yeah. But anyway, like, he was like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, what do you, bro, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, dude. I don't know what to do. I'm like, you tell her, what the fuck are you doing? Like on the phone with your mom for this many, this many hours every single day. Like, can can you and I converse? And he goes, yeah, but then every time I say something like that, we end up in a fight. I'm like, dude, this is not healthy. I'm like, you're not in a just move in the mom. That should resolve everything. Yeah. And they then can save on their cell yeah, phone. And then, you know, yeah. And then you know what's going to happen? He's going to walk into his house every day. Just goes straight to his room. That's what's no, going to What's going to happen is he's not going to have a bed. His mom. Yeah. He's not going to have a bed. <laughs> his wife and the mom. Are gonna but anyways, uh, long story short, you know, obviously, you know, they were, they were married and then eventually you can't. They, yeah. You they can't. ended up divorced. They ended up being a divorce. He, he, he gave her an ultimatum. He says her or me. She picked her. Wow. I'm telling you, she still had Damn. placenta on her. Yeah. Uh, it just was never cleaned yeah, off by were, the doctors. Out of it, it, that's, the that, that's sad, man. That Eventually, that I don't know where that... That guy, got, he got remarried again. But that mom can't love the but, daughter oh, that see, much. See, that's here's a, the thing. The guy got remarried. He has... I think he has one kid. I think he has one kid, but he got remarried one kid. I personally, if I were to ever find that girl on social media or if I were to ever run into her... I I'd put You'd betting. Want to I, talk to them no, no, no. I would put my betting odds on her being single. If I were to bet on the, if I were to bet, we're going to find out no, no, tomorrow. No, depends. I'll tell you why it no, depends. No, because there's guys who may even prefer that. You know why? Because it kind of takes away their own responsibility. They don't need to come home from work on time. No, seriously. Yeah. Oh man, that's, they, I, I see that's it. Not because that's accurate. Yeah, that's yeah, like, it's it's not. It's not. Depends on the type of lifestyle, the type of family setting you want. Some, uh, come on, my mother-in-law move in. Less time I gotta be home because you're home. My wife feels safe, and I don't need to be home. So th there's there's a yeah, lot of dynamics. There, there's no relationship. And then you know what's gonna happen? She's gonna turn around when they say you don't pay attention to me, you don't do this for me, you don't do that for <clears throat> bro. It's, no, you can't. You'd be surprised. 
some of them won't upgrade. They they're so attached to their moms. I don't I don't say dads because I don't think it really happens with dads. Even guys, no, 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 no. even with guys, it's usually the mom is the issue. It's never the no. dad. Yeah, yeah, the guys. It's, dads it's don't always get involved, it's bro. always the mom attached yeah. to the son or the mom attached to the yeah. daughter. The son, the mom thinks nobody's good enough for their son or nobody's good enough for their daughter. It's like, bro, fucking take a chill pill, bro. You know. Yeah. But that's that's the reality of things. It's a. Uh, yeah, because I've known I've known guys, you know, where they've you know they've dated a girl, and bro, I'm not kidding you. Like the mom will say, like, you know, you could do better. Like you can do better. Mm-hmm. And for a weak-minded guy. What do you think is going to happen? He's going to start yeah. looking He's down start at his looking. girl. He's yeah. going to start basically saying, "Well, you know, I'm, I think I could do better. Mom's not approving. Parents aren't approving. I don't want to. I don't want to have confrontation. I don't want to have any negativity. I don't want to have any rejection." Going back to the yep. beginning of the podcast, yep. mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that starts into you know comes into play, and next thing you know, and that's it. They're done. Divorce. 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 Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. Anything else, guys? We have any comments, questions, concerns, lawsuits, <laughs> any more <laughs> jokes, any more last puns or anything like that? Well, since we mentioned Tate, what do you, what do you think of Andrew Tate? Uh, me personally, I don't. So I'm not like this fanboy of him. I think he's this like freaking uh, god of any sort. I do believe that he has some validity in his comments and what he's saying about like being more of a hard worker, being escaping the matrix. Like I do believe in like just having their freedom, freedom of speech. I don't believe in him getting censored at all. I think he should be allowed to speak up, but he'll say some things that are just out of character and out of a little bit out of whack for me. And also I think a big issue about uh, Andrew T is that his majority of his like fan base are impressionable young men that uh, I think are seem, seem to be a little bit, I feel like his advice seems to take you a little bit more chaotic, but for guys like us who are more civil and we're like more mature in our age, it's not, it's going to affect us in a way where we're going to, I'm just, I know I'm kind of speaking for all you guys right now, but for me, the way I perceive it is like, I look at it as like, yeah, I look at him to like motivate me to work harder. Um, But for, let's say a 21 year old, he's going to think like a harem of women is like the only way to go. Or he's going to say like, what do you mean by harem of women? Like a harem, like having like, like literally a multiple, like having multiple wives or multiple girlfriends, like having multiple girls in your rotation. And, and, and I just think some well, of the he things, converted to Islam. That's probably one of the reasons why he said that. No, I think, well, I don't, I'm not sure on his timeline of his, of his information, but I don't think there's, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing multiple women, but I think like just, just the way he, I don't know. You, it's like You have pictures with, Correct. Multiple women half naked. Right. On your Instagram. Right. What's the, what's the difference? The thing is, though, like my advice that I'm giving is coming in a way where I'm like helping you like with your. See, I'm not I'm not I know I'm not big enough to like be noticed like him right now where he's like getting canceled. I just think the difference between me and him is that I'm helping guys like really clear their trauma and clear their insecurities and avoid all the negative thoughts of like wanting to please others. Right. Instead of just, you know, having more internal peace and happiness is my goal for men. Um, in all aspects of their life for fashion, for women, for business, whatever it is. Um, I think Andrew Tate, like I saw this vice documentary about Andrew Tate. Well, that's your, there's your problem right there. Vice documentary. Well, no, here's the thing. I'm not saying vice is correct about how they depict him. What I believe is like, um, like I remember you saw the vice documentary of it. I I, I couldn't watch five minutes. I hate vice, bro. They're very left wing, very liberal, very progressive. But then you gotta give it a listen, bro. No, I, I wanted to listen very to both biased, bro. I know that it has a left-wing agenda to it, but like I think my whole thing is like I 
even sometimes I know this may sound ridiculous, but sometimes I'll like go to CNN just to hear what they have to say, just out of curiosity. But that doesn't mean like I'm going to start being a CNN like fanboy and listen to everything. But like with the Vice documentary, I was just curious. And I do agree that there's some things about Vice, what they were saying was a little fucked up about Tate. Like they were not, they were being a little bit too left wingish with him. Um, but then Andrew Tate also has said some like he, he has said, I can't off the top of my head think exactly what he said. But um, like here's an example. He during his uh, device documentary, he said, OK, for all my guys who are part of this like mastermind that we're doing, uh, we're going to go fight in the cage. We're going to have the students fight in the cage and whoever doesn't want to fight in the cage with the other students, you can walk out. You can like back out of it. You don't have to do it. Right. But he shamed the guys who did not want to fight in a legitimate UFC cage. And like beat each other but up. But they weren't fighting professionals. They were fighting. No, they're fighting students. No, but yeah. but the thing is, he's like he he was he was like shaming those guys for not wanting to learn how to like how to like fight and fuck up other people. And some of these guys went to the hospital. Like if I I've had many mentors and business self development guys and personal self development people. I didn't have to beat anybody up or get my ass kicked or anything to like prove my worth as a man, right? I don't need to fight someone to prove my worth as a man. Everything I need to prove you is up here. So? No, everything is up here. Like, what does it do? Let's just say, like, you and I were but to... You, don't forget, you're taking yourself away from what a man used to be. You had to fight. You had to hunt to feed your family. You're talking about basically defending your family. No, but, yes, everything. But today, men are too soft. They have to have their women defending them sometimes. Fair enough, fair enough. But here's the thing, though, right? Like, would... Okay, so it's it's all context, contextual, contextually based right here. So... What's the what's the point of me going to let's say Tate's thing? If let's say Tate was not forcing like Tate's not forcing to fight other people, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go to Tate to get the mental uh, acuity that I need, like the, the 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 identity shift that I need to become more sharp in my mental self development, right? Why do I need to duke it out with somebody else to do that and get shamed for it? And remember, like when you're paying lots of that thousands and thousands that's of dollars, shame. he did shame you though. He's shaming he's you for not wanting to fight. Wait, not trying. No, not for losing. No, but, but this is about losing combat. is not losing is part of learning. No, but you're getting fucked up in a fight. This I, is a legitimate like fight where you have physical, boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah, but you're not wearing like you're not wearing headgear. You're literally wearing just like gloves and you're just fighting people. That doesn't have prove you, your worth as a man. Have though. you heard of uh, Petros Kuruglian? Petros? No, I have not. Um, he came from Russia, Armenia, Soviet mm-hmm. Armenia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, from nothing, he he built a two hundred million dollar company franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the like name Bob, of the franchise. Yeah, Bob he guy, wrote a book right? called mm-hmm. Man Up. Mm-hmm. You can look it up on Amazon. He actually does these programs, uh, these very similar to you know Navy SEAL, Marine type of programs. It's a boot camp for three days and charges shitload. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty five thousand dollars for a three day boot camp, right. and the trainers are actually retired green berets and like fucking tough ass motherfuckers. Like you should see the this program. People pay twenty twenty five thousand dollars to go there to be treated like a little bitch, mm-hmm. where you're gonna be swimming at two a.m. in the cold ocean with a two hundred pound log on your chest, and everything else that. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds so familiar. That sounds actually Pedro's very familiar. Cool, I think uh, I've seen him. No, Kugan. no, I've for sure seen his Instagram. No, yeah. I've seen this guy. Yeah. He's an immigrant. He's an American founder, investor uh, of multiple brands. What was his fitness company called? I forget. Uh, ba, 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 they had uh, one in Burbank. Um, so him or, or Tony Robbins, right? Tony right. Robbins is probably the, the 
the most well-known out yeah. there. So is when he says, you know, we're going to go walk on fire, is that? I don't that, think, I don't think that. Or? Are you burning your feet? Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I have a whole thing about that too. It's like, why do I need to like go on uh, burning coals to like, how's that going to shift my mind? Mental. Just like the fighting, it's a mental thing. See, when you get in that ring with another amateur, Mm-hmm. and they put those gloves on you first of all it's not the same gloves they use in mma because they have very little padding in the mma gloves mm-hmm. that's why Four you see them gloves. all torn up mm-hmm. when they put up amateurs in those rings it's mainly padded gloves you yeah you might get a black eye but is it really wrong for a man to get a black eye once in a while it's not i don't think there's any need to do like here's the thing like i've been at business immersions where literally we have ice cold bath we also have uh we did kickboxing classes we did boxing classes too um, and I remember, uh, I was in Nashville, Tennessee for the last immersion where I literally, you know, I paid money for this and the guy who owns the boxing gym, we would spar with him, take turns sparring with him. Right. I'll be honest with you. That was, that was a really good experience, but this is like a trained professional who like, he knows how to spar you and he knows how to like, you know, work with you. Right. But I'm telling we're talking about like two guys who want to prove themselves to fucking Andrew Tate, like dancing monkeys. Like, let me prove myself and show how much of a good, get, good fighter I am to Andrew Tate. I don't believe in that. When I'm coaching guys, I don't believe in you having to prove yourself to me. I want you to prove yourself to yourself that you can go and approach that girl. You can go and like, you know, lead a table. Like if we have table service and you can lead a table and you know what you're doing. And here's another thing, again, contextual. If my if I'm with a date and some guy's like, yo, let me take your bitch away from you or let me take your girl away from you, I'm gonna be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Get the fuck out of my face, right? And I'll walk away. Now, this guy's like threatening my girl. He's like trying to assault her. That's when we're gonna throw some fucking hands. But there's no need. Are like, you ready? Fuck yeah, I'm ready. I don't see, see the a, thing is, am I am not, I like MMA trained? No, I'm guys, not. I mean, some guys are not ready for that. They'll walk away, man. They're that soft. Well, that's a different story. Now. And to find the reason, the root cause as to why they're doing that that's a that's a whole different thing but i think like for a guy like again when in my perception maybe others don't see that way but during the vice documentary when i saw andrew t saying like i don't remember the exact word but i perceive as like yo you got impressionable people that looking for you for guidance and you're pretty much like making them feel like shit because you did not fight in the ring that's a, that's like it's like you're guilt you're guilting them you're guilt tripping them and i don't so believe what's in the that. opposite a nine place ribbon is that the opposite of that no i believe that um i i, I would first of all i mean that's andrew tate's thing right and and no, I'm no, for, forget about like andrew tate i'm talking i'm ta- i mean you're talking to somebody that's been mm-hmm. to these boot camps since 1998 mm-hmm. I've, I've spent probably hundred thousand dollars over the last 20 what was it, 25 years right on boot camps and seminars and Trains. you name it i've been to all of them and guess what 